This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about theme park magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan Hartman, and with me tonight, today, this morning, this evening, and this afternoon, wherever you're listening, on the road, on the sea, on the land, is Dave Cobb. Hello, Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave is muted. On the muted. Oh, God. <laughs> on the audio. Well, hello. I was fixated when you said no pixie dust, and I'm like, mm, pixie sticks. I just couldn't mm. get that out of my head. Oh, mm. that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, this is actually in November, of course. but <laughs> It's Christmas. It's Christmas time. Uh, of course it's Christmas time. We love Christmas. I mean, it is, of course. <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year, of course. <laughs> Um, how do we make that into the budget? Well, here's how this use. Uh, it's 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 <laughs> under it's under thirty seconds, and <laughs> it's uh, used inside of a joke, so that's satire, and we make no money off of this product. So <laughs> all we of just that. got a lesson, you guys, from Professor Nathan. Yeah, please don't sue. Yeah, that was free. <laughs> yeah, if Andy Williams wants to come back from the dead and sue me, that's fine because I'd like to meet Andy Williams. That'd be nice. Um, uh anyway uh speaking of america's new andy williams sarah hi sarah hello i'm back yeah i don't in know the us you, of a yeah i don't Pronouns know how andy williams. i don't you, i, I, don't, I know. don't know do you sing is that a thing uh no i, I wish i could sing mm. like i no i think no. birds die as soon as they hear my voice oh that's but. that's a shame that's a shame <laughs> welcome back to the united states um i hope you're enjoying your your healthcare and uh, all the oh. other stuff we provide here in America. So yes, the abundance of yeah. the American system. Yeah, Love it's great. It. <laughs> it's super good. Um, no, but we're. I mean, you just got off the plane. What yesterday? Uh, no, this morning. This morning. That's right. It oh, was. Boy. My yeah. God, what a long day it's been. Um, it's slept most of it. So yeah. I'll yeah. get kind of girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's back at it now. I just want to make it very clear here. Um, could you just run us through the map? Where did you start? Okay, so uh, where did I start? Okay, so it was three months ago. I, my mom and I were just like, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna get out of here. We went to Egypt, but first, before Egypt, we had a transit in Italy for like a few days. It was nice, and then, but also there. Like I'm gonna give you guys like a water breakdown. I would say that out of all the places that I've been to, Italy has the worst water. Like mm. I, I don't know why, but their water tastes like it has bleach and acid in it. I have no idea. But anyways, so we get to Egypt, spend a good deal of time there. From Egypt, I went up to Saudi Arabia. Then from Saudi Arabia, we went to the United Arab Emirates. Got to spend. If you guys listened to the last episode, got to spend mm -hmm. some time in Abu Dhabi, mm -hmm. as well as in Dubai. Then I was like, you know what? Feeling a little bored, and I'm here. Flights are cheap. Sped up to Paris. I was like, you know what? We're gonna yeah. go to Disneyland Paris. But how long is that flight? This is something we talked about in the text in, in our chats. <laughs> An eight-hour flight is not like a like a hop. But it is. But to me, it is because I'm used to a sixteen-hour flight. Valid, valid. So valid. I, for me, an eight-hour flight is like, oh, okay, that's that's a short flight. It's a little trip. Yeah. Um, 
And then from now, Paris, is your mother with to... you for all of this, or is or no. is she staying in? Where is she? She's in Egypt. So we separate. No. So once we got to Saudi Arabia, okay, she went back to California, and then I was like, you know what? I need some time. So I I continued on without them. Um, oh, I see. And it was like it was a nice vacation. If you travel with family, you know that you need a vacation right yep. after. Yep. Yeah. So it was a nice time away. Um, and then from Paris, went back to Abu Dhabi. And then from Abu Dhabi, went back to Cairo for like a day. And right. then from Cairo, jumped to Tokyo. And now I'm back in California. It's so wild. And yeah. I and I don't want to blow up your spot a little bit here, but went on a date with an Irishman, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. And I did where, go on where a where did you meet him? I met him in Abu Dhabi. Okay, it's just Dave, wildness. What is up with the Irish being in why is there so many? There's of a them? lot. There's a lot. There's I mean, so many. It's such a. I mean, the place is just a polyglot city anyway. Like everybody mm. speaks everything, but but yeah, there's a lot of UK and and Irish workers there. Um, I, I don't know exactly why, other than well, it's 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 often cold in Ireland in the UK, and <laughs> they get to live somewhere hot and and warm and make uh, probably better money than they do at home. <laughs> yeah. I, I met a guy there who trained horses. Oh, like for, oh. for the royal families, like Whoa. show horses. That was his job because he was That's an Irish. He was, you know, Irish horse race trainer guy. Yeah, and yeah, and he he lived there like ten years training horses and making mad cash. Well, we That's all know amazing. the the Irish are coming to Abu Dhabi for for uh, WB World, of course. That's why they're there. We... <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we love Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was a great time. Um, Good. You know, now that I'm back, I'm like mentally planning the next place that I'm going to go. Victoria and I are already talking about finishing up our last two Disney parks in China. So hopefully that happens next year. Yes. Excellent. Wow. I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, you've you've really uh, – well, you weren't kind enough. To, you, you got me something I wanted at Tokyo. Um, yes. Yes. She got me – I needed something that said Tokyo but Country Bears, and she got me the Country Bear chopsticks that have Henry on the top, <laughs> and that's like perfect, and it'll look that's great perfect. in my – look great in my Big Al glass, so I'm, it's perfect. Um, I was very surprised no. that they had Country Bear merch there. Oh, I was like, oh it's oh, very yes. popular. So surprised. Mm-hmm. It's very popular. There's a weird – I got a bunch of weird merch there one year during Halloween. I don't know if they did this while you were there, but mm-hmm. they took like th- – there are these bear statues throughout the park that like lead you to the to the country in, – in Frontierland at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They point their way to the theater, and they put like pumpkins on their heads like they had fallen on their – like jack-o'-lantern faces uh-huh. had fallen oh. on their heads. And they sold an entire merch line of the cast of Country Bears wearing pumpkins yes. on their heads. Yes, that's right. Like plushes and stuff, mm-hmm. plush, and I I got a little keychain. Yeah, it's it's their their merch gets so specific and so kind of weirdly local. I love it so much. I have yeah. one that's Baymax in like a Hawaiian shirt and a, a, a straw <laughs> vacation hat, a, aka looking just like me in the summer. <laughs> so it, it it was like the, the round day, and pale, yeah. round pale, and with it with a, a loud <laughs> shirt that's too tight and a, a summery jaunty hat. There it was go. I was like it me it me. The Rehoboth look is what we call that around here. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, well, you know what? We're already starting to dive into your trip. We got to be careful because we first got the news. All right, ladies and gents, I don't want to go long on this one, but it's interesting enough that we're going to talk a little bit 
uh, about the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. And, of course, fucking fascist. Ron DeSantis, just a hair. So uh, what I'm going to talk about is there the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District was going to update their 911 network. So something that I don't think people know – I didn't until I uh, read this article, which is from WDW News Today, WWNT.com. Um, the uh, you have to hit a certain like percentage, so uh, dispatchers have to pick up. Uh, I think it's ninety percent of nine one one calls within ten seconds, is what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were running around eighty percent, so they needed to figure out what that looked like and how to fix the system. So. If you remember not too long ago, uh, there was a gentleman um, – I'm trying to uh, remember his name. I know the information's in this uh, article here. Uh, Glenn Gilzine, uh, who uh, was in a bit of minor hot water because he was both uh, working for the new Reedy Creek District and was still on the ethics board uh, for Florida. I don't – I mean whatever that looks like. It's just – I think it's just a car full of clowns. Do 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 because it's Florida. Come on. Um, so he uh decided, okay, I'm gonna resign from the ethics board and I'm gonna keep my cushy job uh for this district um that is uh I think it was uh, like more he got more money than the last guy that took the job, so uh he was happy with that. So anyway, he's got this job, uh Gilzine, and he just gives uh the 911 kind of new redesign uh to his buddy uh by the name of his last name's Figures it's from Figures Communication um and let's see if i can find his first name here uh Figures 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 Freddy Figures um uh, Freddy Figures um it sounds almost like a 40s gangster. Um, and uh, Freddie Figures was on the ethics board. And Glenn Gilzine just said, hey, you know what? You get the bid on this um, here. You're going to get this kind of a huge deal uh, for this project, uh, which was worth you know a couple – I mean it was like a couple hundred thousand. Um, and there was no – Hey, can we bid this out to, you know, usually these kind of circumstances, you make the offering available and then people put in bids and and you can decide which bid you want to take. Uh, But no, this was a glad hand between two buddies uh, without anyone getting any say real ethics organization material. Yeah, Um, very ethical. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, figures had been appointed to the uh, ethics commission by Ron DeSantis. Our favorite, I mean, who is voguing every day recently in his beautiful high heel cowboy boots. Uh, Can't see the high heels, but he's definitely wearing them. Um, And uh, anyway, this got released by the Sentinel in Orlando and some other people picked up on it. And whoops, we got caught. So the uh, district has canceled that no bid contract and. Freddie figures says, oh, well, you know, I want to I want this to be a good atmosphere. So, you know, let's start over. Um, sure. Whatever, Freddie, you were happy. Um, and uh, yeah, so they they did. I mean, we had to put up a stink before the Tourism Commission did anything interesting uh, or, or ethical. Uh, but now that no bid contract has been uh, canceled along with this, of course, 
is also the fact that recently some reports have come out about, uh, you know, 30 plus people who have left working the district, um, Reedy Creek since this came into place. They say it's a super toxic environment now. None of these people know what they're doing. They have no experience. So they're losing, I think it was over a hundred years plus of um, like institutional, you know, knowledge, institutional yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So um, yeah, things are going great. Uh, another DeSantis success to say the least. Um, but don't worry, he's going to have more time to uh, look at that uh, because he is, uh, flailing and will not be running for president much longer. Uh, he's just hoping he is at this point, just hoping that Trump goes to jail or gets hit by a Mack truck. So he's just gonna, he's waiting on his tippy toes as it were. Um, so there you go. That's the central Florida oversight district news this week. Um, uh, a pox upon all their houses. Uh, we hate them very much. Uh, moving on though, let's go to the magic kingdom. Sara, what's going on? Uh, for our Christmas time this year over at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. Um, a lot is going on. So Disney World released the full list of food items, food and beverage items that you can find at the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. Um, and there's just so many things. Like one of the <laughs> things that I, I just I just really want to try, like everything at Cosmic Rays, um, the holiday pot roast melt, like that looks pretty good. First of all, I just no. want to say I, it's been a very long time since someone said, I really want to try everything at Cosmic Rays. Listen, that is a, that is a phrase. I know that, that there are some Cosmic Rays haters out there, but you cannot. T- uh, for me, I still think about the Halloween spicy chicken sandwich that they had like maybe two years ago. Mm. It was absolutely to die for. Like it was the best chicken sandwich that I've ever had. Oh, very so, interesting. You, very can, you interesting. guys cannot tell me I, that you can't talk shit about Cosmic Rays. Like it's just. 10 out of 10. I mean, ever, ever <laughs> all the nacho cheese you can pump? Come on. That's yeah. great. Literally. Um, and the vibe, like, it just, it's well, good so vibes. nice. It's such a nice vibe. Yeah. I mean, we stand sunny. There's no, yeah. you know, 100%. for sure. Sunny's great. Like, this, Sunny's great. that's where I would really riot if they were to, like, oh. change up that scene or, like, try to get rid of him. I, no. That, that a, would be my Mr. Toads. Like Sonny is indicative of this really weird segment of 90s imaginary exactly. where, where they did a lot of weird crap. And I yeah. and I hope it never dies. Um, I'm looking like at that list now. And my, yeah, it is. It, mine too. I mean, you know, we got things like the Adventures Club out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the um, punny era. That's what we like about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. that yeah. classic punny era. Too much story, but lots of good puns. Right? <laughs> everything had everything had a backstory, right? Um, That's true. Everything really did have everything. Yeah. That trash can had a backstory. Yeah, um, literally. Now that's not even a joke. That's that's I'm, just reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. He is on the mark with that uh, for sure. Uh, what are you seeing here, Dave? That sounds good. The reindeer reindeer chow Sunday. Just the name of it alone. Mm. Um, yum. Yeah. Uh, uh, the lump of coal in your stocking, which is a cookies and cream yes. milkshake top top with a big chocolate donut hole. Um, those both sound really great. Yes. Um, hey, I don't but know. The desserts, it's hard to miss on the desserts, though. Yeah, that's yeah. valid. I really want to see. I, I have been been loving uh, this podcast called The Doughboys recently. I don't think anyone else has listened to The Doughboys here, but uh, there there's these two. 
these two guys, one's a writer, one's an actor, and uh, they do fast food restaurants. They they do they live in LA and they do chains. So they just did Shaq's Big Chicken, things like that. They're real funny. I want to send them yeah. to eat some of this weird shit cuz they're I want to hear <laughs> uh I want to hear what experts think cuz it's uh, uh you know it's it's I mean it all looks pretty good. It's always like the pictures are always better than the execution. I'll say that. Like I, I think that yeah, for me what I don't necessarily always like about the holiday desserts is how much Food cut like it looks pretty, but the taste is just weird. And there's so much food coloring that your mouth is just going to be fifty different colors by the end of it. Right. So, but the holiday, me, yeah, the holiday ham fried pie and the Italian beef tots, they are just chill. They are not colored at all. They're like they have very friar nook old England oh, vibes. Yeah. So there's some stuff if you don't want. I will say though that like they have a winter milkshake there that's creamy coconut milk and any non-dairy I milkshakes I'm happy with. Yes. Um, a rarity, I feel. Are you lactose intolerant? I am. Yes, I am. I can I intolerant in the sense that like I I could probably have something and be fine. I'm just going to be tooting up the place for for a couple hours. So <laughs> most what I like to say is I'm more people are more fart intolerant than I'm lactose intolerant. So that's oh my God. why I don't. <laughs> um but uh now and then now and then something will I I can't stop myself for sure. But all right. Yeah. But anyway, um yeah I mean I think all this is really cute. It's um Yeah. Yeah it looks it, really nice. It looks really the, nice. The, I always like a. Um, I always will go for a Thanksgiving sandwich, and they've got the holiday yes. burger that's got like stuffing yeah. and stuff on it. Yeah, it looks yeah. like always it looks down. like the uh, Wawa Gobbler. If anyone knows that sandwich, it looks <laughs> the Wawa Gobbler. Yeah, Wawa Wawa makes great sandwiches. Yeah, that's yeah. a chain we don't the, have out here. Sorry, that's yeah, a shame. I know, I know, but the Wawa Gobbler that just sounds like it just sounds like it would be on a certain website. Oh, oh, maybe certain way <laughs> you gotta have the you gotta have the premium only fans for the gobbler if you know what i'm saying so, um, to, I, just to that thing we just talked about about everything having a story it's funny that we, we talk about that because today i ran across um what do you call it on mastodon is it a mast is it a tweet what is it anyway i don't know um, who's on mastodon <laughs> I, I am I'm, I'm i'm sort of juggling between that and i guy. tried but do you remember a guy on twitter he's over there now called madness kingdom mm-hmm Okay, somebody reposted a thing from him just because it came up in his feed and made him laugh. And it's exactly about that. It's a picture of a, a Walt Disney Imagineering pen. And it says, I took a screenshot of the, or it says, I accidentally used my Imagineering pen to mark the location to hang my closet mirror. And now my mirror has three pages of backstory and is part of SEA. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. You I mean, gotta you got to be, be careful. careful. This is what happens. He's not wrong. He's no. completely not wrong. Not at all. Uh, but... Over at Epcot, uh, we have some more interesting things happening. Sarah, who's who's shown up? Who's made her presence known? Asha from Disney's Wish is actually at Epcot right now, and she looks absolutely amazing. I was extremely worried about the hair, but, you know, they pulled it out. They got a nice little braided wig for her. Um, mm. <laughs> so it looks, she, looks pretty, she looks pretty good. Um but I, I think that it was a little weird that she ended up at Epcot first. I, I didn't really understand that part. But because mm. I, I would think that she would maybe show up at like Magic Kingdom I, first. I feel like there's this new desire to. Well, it's, it's not a new desire. There's this desire to fill Epcot with with princesses, too, which is not new. Yeah. I shouldn't say that's new. But this desire to sort of say, like, 
classic people here, new vibes over here a little bit. Mm. There's been because mm-hmm. if you think about it, Frozen's over in Epcot, Asha's mm-hmm. in Epcot, Guardians is in Epcot. Like there's a distinct kind of uh, there seems to be planning involved there. I would say it's it's a very weird thing that's going on with Epcot right now. It feels like everything that's over there just doesn't really make any sense. It's mm-hmm. losing its, I guess, Epcotiness. So. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, but you know, if you want to meet her, she's she's there and she looks amazing, absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um and I can't wait for the movie to come out. I'm going I, to be sad for that. Yeah. I okay. Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, hold on, y'all. Uh-oh. How do we <laughs> how do we talk about this? Nathan's got Nathan's got feelings. <laughs> how do we talk about this in a delicate manner? Um no, I, no, feel, I want be, be go for it. <clears throat> I feel that uh in many ways, uh, Disney has, uh, with some of these characters, tried to balance the line of uh, the where these characters are from. You know, like the ethnicity, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I think because it's a more complex sort of uh, ethnicity, right? It's kind of a other place. It's not a real place. Um, it can get a little... I don't know. I don't want to say dicey, but I don't find that the live action Asha looks anything like the Asha mm. that is in the, the wig art. is on point though. The wig is the wig the, is on point. The wig is on point. I'm gonna yeah. Nathan, I'm gonna agree with you because I thought that at first too. I just didn't want to, you know, crush people's dreams. But yeah. Asha, technically from what we've seen or what we've heard, they're saying that she's supposed to be from East Africa. Mm. That's okay. what, that's what we're hearing. I mean, so her dad's me, her dad's white mm-hmm. and her mom's of color, for what it but seems. From some someone on Twitter was saying that she might be like Ethiopian, Eritrean, or Somalian, and then mm-hmm. her dad would be from mm-hmm. Italy because of that con. Given y'all a little history sure. lesson, that 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 colonization that happened there. Right. Um, so I can I personally, for me, I don't see the features in the in the person who's currently there. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, I will give them the the props i guess because i don't necessarily think that there's a huge east african population in florida right now right um but like but you know i'll i'll give it to them but the person that they have on the website like currently if you guys go out to the disney website and look at like the meet asha near world showcase plaza looks nothing like her yeah yeah so it is it is difficult but that's um, that's okay. No one's seen the movies. It's, it's no not, one's seen the movie. Yeah. But it just I think like you were saying, it just it's hard because like you said, there has to be like there's this balance from a fan kind of being like, Okay, well, do I wish that they would have gotten somebody from that specific region and gotten someone that looks like just like her? Yes. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like I understand the like where we are in the world the logistics. geographically. Spe- yeah, yeah ge- the logistics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Disney has the funds, so they could have definitely flown somebody out, or you know, given yeah. us a bit more of an idea of where she exactly is. Because it just okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, black people are not a monolith. You can't just put any black person in a role and just be like, ah, oh, this is well, this is and, the person. You know, and what there I mean? was an an Asha that showed up at D twenty three, and she just her. What I would say is is uh, her her sort of I don't know I don't know how to put it her uh, like jawline fits better the character. There's just different mm. things like that. It's not even a race thing as much as is like you know just, just like features. features um, yeah, seem to land a little a little quicker. So yeah, I don't know. It's just tricky. I mean, uh, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that 
when you had a, a you know a bunch of white princesses you really didn't have to think very hard about it because it was just <laughs> sort of like no one's like that's wisconsin white that's not that's <laughs> that's not arizonan white like come on um so it's one of those things that i think disney has this is certainly not i think bad at all i think th- that um, go to a European Disney park and, and there's, there's far more to complain about when it comes oh, to, sure. when it comes to who's playing Jasmine. Um, so oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's way worse things going on there, but, uh, it was just something I noticed. I wouldn't say she looks too much like it. I think there's a, you're right. I think I there's will a complexity say I have one critique tricky. about the wig. Okay. Just one, the little side braids. I feel like they're a little too chunky for me and I would have appreciated if they used a colored bald cap underneath the wig because it looks very ashy and gray. Mm. It's very, if you could just see it a little bit, I, yeah. I even saw it in the walking characters, but yeah. it's not too bad. It's not, she looks great. It just means nitpicking. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited to see her, to meet her. And, you know, for more black princesses, I am absolutely here for. So, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Um, let's head on over to your side of the coast. Um, and I think, uh, speaking of representation, a really legitimately cool thing is happening over at, uh, at, uh, downtown Disney. What's going on? This is absolutely amazing. So artist and activist Nicholas Smith is collaborating with Disney Imagineering. They're going to be creating a scroll, a sculptural tower, which I'm not sure what the difference between a sculptural tower and a regular tower. I think maybe you, it's just you can't really more climb decorative. a sculptural tower. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're going to be creating a sculptural tower in town in downtown Disney, and the tower is a tribute to the mid nineteen um, hundreds black architects in Southern California. Which to me, this is super super cool because I have no kind of background or, or understanding in this, so it kind of gives us something new to learn about mm-hmm. um and it's going to be featuring designs by people like paul r williams roy seeley robert kennard so these are all yeah. new names to me which i'm yeah. super super cool um and his basically what he wants to do with this is to celebrate the legacy of these architects in southern california um and so far from what we've seen this looks absolutely amazing um yeah it's really very beautiful tomorrowland x like esque for me i wish yeah, it would have yeah it's very tomorrowland it's it's a little um it's like it, it it's like the tower of the four winds that raleigh made for the for the world's fair 100 percent. Right? But, but but what's great about it is and i didn't know any of those names either and and i after reading this article i went and looked it all up there's a lot of these black architects that he's sort of inspired by in this piece all created bits and pieces of what we call mid-century modern design mm-hmm. yeah like patterns and 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 scale and, and the sort of swoopy mid-century incredibles ish looking uh features are a lot of them can be traced back to these architectures so it's great like i had no yeah. idea um, there, but it also is just beautiful it's, it's yeah. really lovely there's a great episode of the podcast 99 percent invisible if you've ever heard of that which is all about design and architecture uh mm-hmm. it's episode 255 it's called the architect of hollywood and it's about paul r williams um oh, cool. and, and basically about how he was creating Frank Sinatra's bachelor pad and, and Lucy and Desi's house um, oh, wow. and in many ways uh, was creating places that he was not necessarily invited to uh, for parties. Um, and uh, a really interesting, really interesting episode and, and look into Hollywood and design. So uh, 
I would highly recommend that if you're interested in this. But yeah, this this work is really really cool, and and it's cool to see someone who like Nicholas Smith get an opportunity. Um, they could have just done whatever, and I just like that they yeah. they thought more about it than that. And this is what happens when you get people of color into a room. Like I don't know if this would have been something, you know, someone who does not have a desire to know the history uh, of architecture in the area would have thought of. So very cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's head over to Tokyo and talk a little bit about a new thing at Tokyo. And then of course, we're going to get really knee deep, knee deep. We're going to get right into it about your trip, uh, to Tokyo. So, uh, first of all, something you did not get to see because it's starting in January. Tell us a little bit about Disney's Paul Palooza. Yeah. Paul Palooza, I should say. Paul Palooza. Paul Palooza is all is our Paul Giamatti Disney Palooza <laughs> that we that every year we celebrate Paul Giamatti, uh, which, by the way, I got to see an early screening uh, of his new movie, The Holdover. Uh, it's my favorite movie of the year. So, wow. Uh, OK, so I'm having a real Paul Palooza over here. But let's talk a little bit about okay. Paul. Let's talk a little bit about Pal Palooza. Uh, over so, at Tokyo. OK, so Pal Palooza. So Tokyo Disney announced that it will be having a series of events known as the Disney Pal Palooza, which we love. Um, it's going to be starting on January 10th in 2024. So I missed it. But the kickoff event is Minnie's Thunderland, which is that a word? Thunderland? Thunderland? Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> I mean, it is now. It is Wonder, now, you know. fun. Yeah, I mean, it's Thunderland. Thunderland, Thunderland. Fun. I'm surprised um, it's never been said before, to be honest. There's no way this is a new word. Uh, that's, yeah, it seems like it would have existed before. Um, anyways, so this is going to be a huge celebration of Minnie, essentially, and kind of bringing in a bunch of different... Um, like, I, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, it, it's it, there's going to be a parade? Well, there's gonna well be... Minnie has, is having a bunch of people come together. Um, yeah, and and they are going to go into this dome, and they're going to uh, battle in the Thunder Dome. So absolutely, absolutely, they're, they're going to. Tokyo yeah. Disney does is really yeah. good at this. They do these sort of season. They're basically seasonal events, but they're centered yeah. around a character rather than like a holiday. And they do this a lot, and it's like a parade and food and maybe um, lots of merch. And so it's this. It's just limited time offering stuff. They, they do a lot of these. I did. I went to one where um, it was uh, all stitch and he had like TP'd the, the castle. Oh, they and, did that there so too. Cool. They did that. Yeah. That, but it was not tied to anything other than like it was stitch month and they had stitch food and little paw prints all in paint all over the park and all over main street. And it was just like, here's a month where we celebrate being <laughs> naughty, very, you know what I mean? The very concept of spending one month doing a thing and then going on and doing another thing is yeah. astonishing. <laughs> they, they do it. They do yeah, it. They and, do. And one of the reasons is because they're, they're, there's no annual passes there anymore. That's right. Like they have not brought that back. And so they want the locals to keep going as much as they used to. And so I have a feeling they're leaning heavily on these kind of things to sort of yeah. ignite times that are usually slow like which January is March. from people i know who live in tokyo I, I i know a gentleman who works over at universal there and he's like yeah they're not bringing back you know passes because everyone goes anyway so yep, it's not really stopped anybody so they're nope. going hand over fist on this kind of stuff yeah um are we when it comes to mini are we bow people or flower people bow bow flower flower 100 flower, flower. Yeah. How could you say flower? Why oh, flower? Oh, like the flower in her yeah. hat? 
Yeah, her hat and flower. Doesn't she often have both, or is it like one? No, of the it's one, one or the other. other. It's really? always it's basically one or the other. Yeah, the new Mickey uh-huh. shorts have been flower, if I remember correctly. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm torn. I'm, I lean towards bow. Interesting. Interesting. Wrong, but interesting. Bow is just classic. I don't know. What do you mean bow is classic? Flower was first. I know, but bow is is iconic. Like, mm. sorry, but bow supersedes flower. Okay. Okay. Well, so we don't fight. We're gonna move on <laughs> to your trip because. Because you and your Carmen San Diego ass just going everywhere, <laughs> showing up. It was, I don't, you know, it was funny because I, I, I was really, really wanting to go and it was looking like I was not going to be able to go. And then randomly a ticket popped up and I was just like, you know what? We're doing it. We're going to just go to Tokyo. Like, why not? I'm already on this side of the world. <laughs> why it's not? It's a why valid not? point. It's a valid like, point. Like, I just felt like I would have literally been losing money if I didn't go. I mean, I lost money when I went too, but then I would also <laughs> have been losing money if I didn't go. Um, but it was absolutely amazing. It is my 10th Disney park that I have cried in. And I, and for good reasons, it was an absolutely beautiful park. Like I just, the fans, the, the, the people there, the, co- I went the day before Halloween. And when I tell you the costumes, these people were knocking it out of the park. Yeah, like always. there were yeah. girls that were showing up in the full Disney princess ball gown dresses. And I was like, you know what it is. You're walking 10 miles today and you're wearing those heels. Yeah. Commitment. In y- y'all every day beat, is like, every day is dapper day in, in, in Japan. Like it yeah, is it, that truth. Amazing though. Like the costumes, the commitment, the love for the park, the maintenance and everything that was just, that made the park what it is. Like just mm-hmm. starting off with Tokyo Disneyland. It yeah, was, let's start there. Let's start. There. That's a good. Yeah, call. like it was so just beautiful, and I and I think that the the park, the way that it, that it was set up, was it just made a whole lot of sense. Like it, it really to me, I think my favorite part of the entire park had to have been kind of like the Western Frontier, Frontierland area. There was just mm-hmm. a lot of theming there, and I just think that there was a lot of love that was put into it. And then obviously, Big Thunder Mountain was over there, and I just uh, hello, Big Thunder fan. Big Thunder Stand zero nine nine like over here absolutely love it yeah um, and that's the best one I hear or or is it Paris that everyone says is the best one I can't Paris remember. I would say is better yeah 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 um I would say that the rides were just generally a lot longer at Tokyo mm. Disney which like, was very, like the wait like the wait you mean not like the no no the like to me I felt like the the lot like the actual ride was oh okay longer okay I don't know like if that's which true. like which ones I think Big Thunder was longer to me. Oh, that, it might be. I, yeah, and I, then also Space Mountain was a lot longer. Wow, well, yeah, it, it, it might be. You might got be. it under the I, wire. I, like I was Space sitting. I, I was like sitting there. I was like, wait, is this ride not over yet? Like, I don't know why, but I, I was very. It just felt very long. Um, mm. but it was great. I, I mean, I wouldn't complain. It, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and then what else did I do? I got to go did into you, my notes because sorry, sure, go ahead, did you do Monsters Inc? I did. I did, and That's it was cute, so. Right? cute and i i thought the the flashlight thing was just such a good idea like it was it, so smart it's funny there's that one scene where you drive through sort of downtown monstropolis like twice yes and yes. all the and all the monsters and i went 
Mm, someone rode Men in Black here. <laughs> yeah. mm. I, mean, I mean, you take look, from the best. You take from the you best. take from the best. No, it. I love it. I think the interactivity is so cute, and the animatronics are great. They're they were amazing. That that final gag with Randall going through the machine and getting squashed and stretched he, and stuff is so good. That was so so good. Like I don't yeah. even know how they. It's a great did little that. ride. Yeah, it's it's a really nice ride. Um, I would say that my favorite out of all the rides had to obviously have been enchanted tales of beauty and the beast yeah we gotta talk about this ride yeah oh my god like oh my the innovation the design the architecture the everything of this ride like oh amazing like first of all the teacups i was not expecting them so the ride vehicles are teacups Mm -hmm. it's on a trackless ride and they i've never seen where like the ride vehicle kind of like moves like it moves in circles and it tilts up and down as if you're like on a you're a teacup in a saucer it's a motion it's a motion base yeah it's got a little motion yeah. base underneath it. it's actually it's funny it's the same mechanism same company that we used for the justice league ride in abu dhabi a company called oceaneering okay. and um, really and yeah i saw those vehicles being sculpted and i'm like i know what that is and they couldn't <laughs> tell me like, but i know exactly what that is yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it was so it felt like you were literally floating like yeah. while you were riding the ride. It just it felt like you were just yeah. like, you know, swaying and floating around. Um yeah. and the animatronics were crazy good. Like it yeah. felt yeah. like you were literally in the movie. Like I it didn't even it just felt like an out of body experience. I don't even know how to describe that, but it just that felt beast, it was just the that beast. beast transformation at the end is gobstoppingly crazy yeah i was literally trying to figure it out like i was like how did they how are they doing this i don't understand (laughs) well it's the same it's it's the same kind of honestly it's a bit of the same gag as is jack sparrow in in shanghai it Um, is it's exactly the same which is old school same geometry right very old school old school but like done in in a in a it's clever because it's framed and staged in a way that you can't make out the geometry of of yeah where the reflection plane is and it, if anybody hasn't seen it just go watch the video it's it's yeah. really beautiful and and it's uh one of the best one of the it's, it's a hallmark of 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 illusion design to me it's it's so, both of that both that and the one in in pirates is just yeah amazing it's crazy good um the... Sorry, did, did you like this did you get to do tiki room with stitch i did was it cute? cute. It seems cute it to was, me. It was very cute. It was very cute. Um, I just had a hard time kind of like understanding some parts. But... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> did, wait, did you? Did you? Okay. So they they actually do something that's really fun. They have a handheld unit that you can get at guest relations. Yes. That so is I, in, that is I English asked, captions. Mm-hmm, I asked and they had ran out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like, Which, oh, by the way, <laughs> that's a real testament to the changing of the times because. Yeah. Uh, that was probably not an issue 10 years ago. Um, yeah. 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 It's now, yeah. It's now... The best part of that show is when he shows up in the, in the Elvis suit with the guitar. That was just <laughs> adorable. <laughs> the whole uh, show yeah. is just adorable. I, I absolutely love the, the parks love for stitch. It was just, he was everywhere. Yeah. Um, I didn't do the stitch encounter though, because mm. I just did. That's I, fine. I, it's I didn't turtle have talk. enough time. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's in Japanese. It, it, it's it's exactly. Talk. <laughs> it's turtle talk with a game element though like he has to escape the ship and you see the top down view of the of like the maze of the ship but he mm-hmm. can't and he has the audience to shout go left go right it's actually kind of cute that's cute um now, i have honey a question hunt? for you yeah exactly oh honey hunt we gotta talk honey hunt, you honey honey hunt? hunt? I, listen y'all are gonna hate me 
I tried. No, I get line... it. I, so they they have been open for an hour now. I'm looking at their website. It's 10 there in the morning. Uh, Honey Hunt has the high behind Peter Pan, or I'm sorry, behind um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it has a 110 minute wait. Oh, like, no, like, it was Honey Hunt is a, a big deal. Over there. It, oh, it was, I and gone. I. I know, and, and I really wish that I would have gone because that was like one of the rides that I was really excited for. But it was like it's either Honey Hunt or Enchanted Tales of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Which one was it going to be? And I and yep. I felt like you, you know right it's we're going to all go back together as a group yeah. and we're going to ride it together. So it's like I'll <laughs> yeah, ride away with you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it was. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you regarding the um, the Beauty and the Beast ride. One mm-hmm. of the things I haven't ridden it. I haven't been on it. One okay. of the things about a trackless ride. Um, especially with giant vehicles like that is the reach envelope gets ridiculous because you have to calculate not only for guest reach, but you have to calculate for how, how quickly the vehicles can come to an emergency stop. And there's always some slop in that. You don't want it running into, into sets. Um, So it's, they're ridiculously large motion envelopes for, for trackless vehicles. And you lose in a lot of trackless rides, you lose all sense of, of intimacy um, mm. and they have gotten around it in, in rides, rides like rise, but even there you're, you're, you're pretty far from all the, the, the set pieces and things. One of the things about that ride in the videos I've seen is everything looks like it's 10 miles away. And I'm wondering if that's just the wide angle video that I'm watching. Does it feel like you, are you mm. close enough to like the, the dinner scene and the table to see all those details and, and I, close enough to the mm-hmm. characters that it makes sense? Honestly, I felt like I was very close. Like if I would have put my hand okay. out, I could reach it. Like, I really felt like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll send you the videos that I took of it because it, to me, Please. it felt like it was really, really close. Like maybe like probably three feet away max. So right. I, yeah. I felt like I could get really the rides. The, the ride vehicle takes you really up close and personal to it. And you like almost see like all the you could see all the features in their face. Like it wasn't a far like you got to squint to like see something like in Rise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like you felt like you could really get up there and see like for the dinner scene, for example, um the ride vehicle it goes it's going around constantly around the dinner table and like there are moments where it takes you up close and then kind of pulls back a little bit um when it takes you up close you could you could see the details on the place you could see the details on the like the like the you could probably count the feather duster you could probably count how many feathers are on there mm. if you really wanted to from that distance yeah. so i would say it gets pretty close to be honest and the the cool. rooms honest to me i felt like the rooms were were pretty small to where oh, interesting really okay, okay. yeah they, they felt pretty and then there were i want to say there were maybe like eight ride vehicles at a time i think that's pretty accurate so yeah, yeah like it was pretty um i felt like they would probably be a little crammed in there if i'm being i don't even know how we didn't bump, it, bump into each other like <laughs> yeah that's i'm sorry i mean sorry. The, 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 you go ahead no, go ahead well no, no ahead. i mean it's kind of connected when when you go to the with with Gaston um, crashing in and the transformation and stuff, are all eight vehicles together, or have you split into two different scenes for the same thing? No, no, it's all together. Wow, it seems like there'd be a really Is long line. Is it really eight vehicles? I can't remember. I want to say it's a. It's a lot of. To I me, can, it looked like a I lot of vehicles. I can look it up real quick. And per the vehicle, there's nine seats. Nine people. Four right, in the yeah. front. Yeah, and then like five in the back. One of the things that's that is what you can do in 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 trackless and um, Honey Hunt was the first to do it, and now they've sort of put it almost in every trackless ride they have, except for maybe Rise. Is the idea of 
dance choreography between the vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. Like hun- yeah. Honey Hunt, Honey Hunt does this thing where you dance with the 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 heffalumps and woozles. My favorite scene in that one is when you bounce with Tigger. I just audibly laugh every time because it's so silly. But in this one, it's it like it looked to me like when you're in Be Our Guest, it's like you are dancing a waltz and spinning around them. And then when they have their final mm-hmm. dance at the end, you are dancing around them and spinning. Yes. And, right. Sorry, it's, you it's, were close. I think it, it's six. Oh, okay. Six vehicles. Okay. Yeah, at nine. It's, so six it, times nine, 50. What is that? 54 people? 54. And, and it looks to me like each show scene is 30 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah. So 20 second dispatches, 50 people every 20 seconds. That's low. That's why the, that's why the lines so are so long. The yeah. line's super long. Yeah. But it felt like it was pretty crammed in there. And the ride yeah. vehicles are huge. Like it's really, really big. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you can comfortably sit in there. Like it's not a yeah. crammed, you know, teacup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it was it. It felt like you could really get up close and see everything and really experience it. And I and I absolutely love that final ballroom scene where you're kind of just yeah. with the music and you're swaying around. Oh my god! I watched them. the lights. I, mm-hmm. I tried to figure out how they were dancing for the long. I mean, I figured it out kind of. It's astonishing. Yeah, like, it really is. I do feel like you can, cause I was looking at the feet. It's like, that's where you mm. can see that it's kind of like he's moving back and forth right over there. And then it's like a little yeah. turntable and he's going around. You can see the bars below yeah. his feet. So that's sure. one thing. I don't know how they, they can't really cover that up, but you know. Well, the one thing, Dave, you might have a bit of a, a better understanding of this than me, but I would almost assume that the, uh, of course, for those who haven't seen this, it is Belle and, and the Beast transformed dancing. Um, yeah. Uh, I would assume this is actually one piece of mechanic uh, that holds both animatronics. I don't think these are two separate things. I think they're one thing w- that works together uh, and yeah. they're just dressed like the animatronics. Because I don't think they blink or anything. I don't think they have to. Because um, it, it no, seems... No, their faces don't move. Yeah, it no. seems like scene, they are, because yeah. his leg is so kind of into her dress there. I just think that there's probably a bar or something that connects them in between uh, that helps kind of the movement. Because you can't see her feet. So that's taking care of that issue. But um, it's fascinating. It really is like this, just even as you said, from now, close are they? Up, are they just stationary in the middle of the room or do they move around like the ride vehicles? I forget. They No, they're stationary. Well, yeah, but they okay. rotate their floor they, rotates. Yeah. The, right. So it they looks rotate. Like yeah. They rotate, but then it's like the whatever they're rotating on is stationary. But then the ride vehicles are going around them and mimicking yeah. the like the ballroom dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I, I'm pace. looking at it now. It is definitely one mechanism and mm-hmm. she's just attached to him. Yep. Like notice you don't see her feet at all. She's probably just yeah. a torso. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably horrifying without the clothes on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, I drew, I drew what my brain thought it was at one point. And I was like, I don't yeah. like this. This is, uh-huh. <laughs> do not want, do I not want. Mm. Let's, let's move on to Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh yeah. my Can God. You imagine? We've oh. only been talking about Disneyland. This is, we're about settle in folks. This is settle all I want to talk about. Let me, let me put my food because I was eating in and out y'all. Um, you know, I had to get it. Yeah. Um, you were back. Anyway, Sorry, tell us about the greatest theme park in the world. The greatest theme park ever to ever exist in the world for the next, I don't know, million fucking years. I Disney Sea, when I walked in, you guys, I literally was just like, am I in Italy or am yeah. I in Tokyo, bitch? Like, where am I? Like, it just And you would like, know because your ass was just in Italy. <laughs> and, I was just, 
And let me tell you, Disney sees Italy absolutely killed it. It absolutely ate in comparison to real Italy. Like I was just <laughs> floored. Like it like I just could not Simo macrums are better than the real thing generally. And Venice, Venice was not nearly as smelly. Yeah, no, and the water was nice. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Um, Yeah, like it was just absolutely gorgeous. Like I, when you talk about real immersion, real transformation, all of that, like that's exactly what I felt. Like I felt like I was literally being transported into a whole other like world. But even before that, the monorail that you get on. That's even an experience in itself. The it's monorail sexy. is it's so cool. It's so did you did you say the monorail is sexy? Yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's sexy. I love the little handholds that are little the hidden Mickey, yeah. obvious Mickeys, right? The little yes. Mickey handholds. The handles, the windows are shaped and the windows Mickey. are Mickey. Yeah. Yes, and then what's really cool is that you get to go kind of similar to the monorail that we have here in California. You get to go a little bit through uh, backstage and see the things that they're working on. And we actually like we got to see a little bit of Fantasy Springs, and it's just oh my god! Yeah. I wish I would have planned yeah. my trip around that time. Like Victoria doesn't that- know this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Victoria doesn't know this, but I'm sneaking into her luggage. Like, I'm going to go. <laughs> One of the reasons their monorail is so nice is because you have to pay for it. It's a ticket. Right? Yes, so it is. It, it is it's, ticketed. It's why it's so well maintained. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How do you get like, into the park without it, though? Can you? You can. If you drive your so car, have a... there's, there's oh, okay. parking structures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's funny is, like, I didn't see anybody driving there. Like, there's, like, no park. Like, the parking also was, buses. was empty. There, a lot of people use the buses, and I used yeah. the train. So there's they actually have a subway station or, like, a train yep. station that stops there. Um, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. It's like stops right um, at the Tokyo Resort. And then you hop from there to the monorail, which takes you around the entire resort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get to see the Space Mountain construction in the back. I think it took pictures of that. And then the Fantasy Oh, good. I want to see that. Springs. Yes, I'll send it to you. Um, I want to see. So that, they have like a big, it looked like a ditch kind of like in the back of, Fan- of Space Mountain. So I don't know what's going on there. I but... have my thoughts. I have okay, my thoughts. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, but yeah, so as soon as you get off, you see the big, and the thing is, I wanted to go in blind. I didn't want to know anything. Like I've always known about Disney Sea. I've always <laughs> heard about it, but I didn't want to look anything up. I didn't want to see any pictures. I just like the one thing that I knew about it was the big volcano. But right. I was like, that's it. Which when is I like a, in... as a, as the park's castle, it is so mm-hmm. cool yeah. when you walk in, it's right? It's the so castle. Cool. And even at night when it lights yeah. up, it just looks so Fire. amazing. Um but you walk in and you see this this giant globe and it, it just like oh my god like i am the aquasphere it's called the aquasphere yeah. the aquasphere is right like it, you really feel like you're in a whole other like world there and I, i'm gonna keep saying that because it's literally the best explanation for it um and once again let me go into my notes because it was a long, <laughs> it was a long day um so the I went on the first ride that I went on was Journey to the Center of the Earth, and I remember texting oh. you guys in the group chat, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys, I think it's closed. I'm scared." You were like, so worried. I was so, because that that's the ride, you know, like yeah. that's the ride that you're going yeah. there for. Um, that that and and um uh oh uh, twenty thousand leagues yeah 20, twenty thousand and and uh power. Well, and tower. See, this is what I'm talking about. This park's fire because you've not hit. <laughs> My brain is going somewhere else, and I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh shit, uh, Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. 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 Yeah, that was Sinbad. close though, right? 
No, no, it was open. So okay, it opened we'll, get for there. Victoria. we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh my God. I love that. We'll one. get there. Yeah. So it was just like the first ride that I went on was Journey to the Center of the Earth. I was like, you know what? It has to be. This is the ride. This has to be the ride. And it was, first of all, let me tell you, Dave, your friend ate. Your friend killed it. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Tell her that I said that. T- send her this part of the clip and just say, Girl, Gwen, girl. Gwen Valentine. Her name is Gwen Valentine. She's a longtime Imagineer. She, she worked with me on the Abu Dhabi Park. She's a brilliant, brilliant, she, brilliant art director. She's a fine artist now. She does nothing but her own fine art. Gwen Valentine art, I believe, is freaking finer, and her paintings are ridiculously cool. amazing. Tell her that her contribution to the world was definitely it will not go unseen. Like this, she, her design, like her art, everything in that. They're just the ride queue alone. Like you feel like you're truly like under the earth. Like it just, it's so cool. Cause you're going into like a lab and after like, anyways, so I don't want to spoil it. Like it's just such a cool queue. And then once you get to like, once you start about like boarding, you're going to go into an elevator. The elevator takes you apparently underground. Um, and even the elevator, it just like seems like such a cool experience. Like it, it's yeah. shaking, like you're hearing things. And you're Suck like, oh it, God, green like, gots. Tokyo did yeah. it first, yeah, but better, yeah, <laughs> but way better. Um, and then you go under the earth, and you're like in this cave cavern under the earth, center of the earth type of thing. Um, and then you get on the ride vehicles, and the ride vehicles again. I'm going into this blind. I have no idea about anything. I'm that, literally just like that. Load station is ridiculously crazy. cool. Yeah, crazy. Like uh, the like. I think the thing that that Disney Sea just absolutely gets right is immersion and making you feel like you are truly in these rides and these lands. And that's it. Like the, this is it. They're There's seamless. no other the, thing. You don't see behind yeah. the curtain ever. It's like the, the, it's absolutely seamless everywhere. Yeah, truly. And it's so anyway. You go on the ride, and I'm just like I'm hearing people talking about a drop, and I'm like, "There's a drop. What's what is going on?" And so I'm like, "I'm scared. I'm really scared because it's dark. It is super dark." And they, you go in and you see like all these different creatures, and this there's neon and colors and weird plants under the earth, and and I again tons of videos I will send to you guys and like pictures that I'll be posting on Twitter and stuff. Um, how about that? How about that lava monster animatronic right that you outrun? Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Truly, Move so fast, so fast, and the kid in front of me like literally started crying. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, same. Like, it was it, he the animatronic for it being so massive, like it moves yeah. so quickly and fluid. Like it's it's just so. That's fluid. what maintenance does, baby. Like, yeah, baby. Right? Like yeah. everything is working. It, it's basically <laughs> like the if people haven't seen the video, the rough story is like you find. Um, like eggs that are some sort of monster and you find out it's the lava monster and you find the mom and she Mm -hmm. sees your vehicle and like lunges towards you and you speed up a spiral. It's like this helix. And then you come over top and drop. And the ride vehicle is basically test track and, and radio radio springs racers, but a different style. It's like a slot car. So it can accelerate. accelerate Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's such a great ride. There's nothing else like it. There, there really isn't. And it's, it's just like, it's it gets really dark at some moments and then there's it's very bright yeah. once you get outside and then it's like once again once you once you're in the darkness it's like filled with le- like neon and color and all these amazing looking creatures and you really feel like you're at the center of like at the center of the earth um 
And the drop, it was just pretty, it was great. I do feel like the ride was a little, that's, here's the, I would say the difference between Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea is that the rides are very short mm. in length. It is a little short. It is a little short. Yeah. It, it's, it's short, but it was, you know, short, but impactful. So <laughs> it, it was amazing. The ride was just absolutely stunning. Like the, the drop was just super, super cool. But the center of that land, the caldera that you're in the middle of is just like, I want to live there. Like mm. it's, it's so beautiful. Did you do 20,000 leagues as well? Of course I did, Dave. Of course <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, it was just, cool, dry for wet submarine. Yeah. It was super, super cool. The one thing that I will say, it was just like, I don't even know how you can, what is in people's brains that allows them to be so creative and just so geniuses like absolutely just like I was literally just geeking out the whole time that I was there I was just like literally smiling and I was just like this is so freaking cool like it was I just absolutely loved 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea I didn't I've never seen I know that it's based on like a a movie or like a book yeah it's based on Jules Verne right yeah Yeah. it's an excellent movie too it's a lot of fun uh and I think it holds up pretty good uh for an old disney movie but i i don't think the ride has anything to do with any of it to be honest no not really it's its own story Mm. the other thing that's that's important to remember about that whole land and the kind of theme of it that was steampunk before the term even existed Mm -hmm. like they designed this in the late 90s steampunk didn't really exist yep and and the entire thing is that aesthetic right the jules vernian kind of thing it's it's such a cool aesthetic and i think what's really cool when you're looking at just the the land like from just the outside and just looking at it in general there's something really interesting about how well they were able to like get the whole steam steampunk vibe of it all like it just i don't know if you saw but like stuck on the mountain or like the volcano there's like a little is it a tractor or a car it looks like a a Mm -hmm. tractor car yeah it's a yeah. it's a drill. It's supposed to yep. be li- like a drill that drills down into the earth and it's yeah. hung up on a crane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that was just I was like and it's working and it's moving. And I was just <laughs> the fact that I was surprised and shocked that it was working and moving is I think that's a testament to you know, yeah. what's going on over here. Um but it was really really cool. I absolutely loved it. Uh the other thing that I went on was Nemo and Friends Sea Rider. Nemo I was going to say we're just going to go we're going to go ride from ride <laughs> in this park cuz there's so in, these are the unique ones too. So yeah, that's in the what is that area called the um the, it's supposed to be there. It's the Tomorrowland. Port Discovery. Of, it's Port Discovery. Port, Dis- Port, yeah. Dis- Port Discovery, right. Mm-hmm. It was There's a fun trick a... about that land. I don't know if you noticed. Mm. That so there's it's there's a bay full of like futuristic you know, submarines and boats, like it's Tomorrowland for, for that park. Right. And there's a big seawall in the back and there's a little leak in the middle of it of like water squirting out and beyond it, you see Tokyo Bay <laughs> and it's supposed to be like the water is right up against that seawall behind that is an access road in the monorail track. <laughs> and that seawall oh. is, yeah. And that seawall is a giant visual block so that you don't see out of, out of the park and emotionally you're like, oh, I'm at the water's edge because I can see the ocean. But in reality, there's like there's like a 50 foot berm around the park for a road and, a, and the and the monorail track that you'd never see. It's so clever. It's really, really, really mm-hmm. clever. Anyway. Tell no, us about Sea Rider. Tell us. Tell us. Sea Rider. I, I, I just wish that Star Tours was that we had that instead. Like, I wish that we had Sea Rider instead of Star Tours. I know that's going to sound a little crazy, but 
that's that's what I wish the Nemo ride was here. Like, I think it was such a great and fun experience when you're going in. And again, I I don't really understand all the stuff that's being said. <laughs> but, but well, it but it was if it it fixes the ride that was there before. It used to be called Storm, Storm Rider. Rider, and it was not very mm-hmm. good. And the the by they in, in, in while and upgrading to Nemo, they also created the digital projection, which means that if you ride it multiple times, there's different segments. That's it's like Star Tours, and that it's never the same ride. There's mm-hmm. like I think nine or 12 different options or something like that. Do they do, but, does Sea Rider do a, a drill gag like Storm Rider did or I don't uh, think so. No, no, that they is don't. That's the took, one thing I like about Storm Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Where Which, the, where the, the weather balloon or whatever it is, the missile comes into the cabin. They took yeah, it, it stabs through your cabin, yeah. which was which was oh. a cool kind of interactive. You'd see it on the screen and then it stabs through your cabin. Which yeah, is cool. yeah, yeah. But if the story is that you get it's befitting a Tomorrowland like land that you are mm-hmm. miniaturized and you hide amongst the, and you yes. you're going to observe the fish and you have a little mm-hmm. fish shaped submarine that you go out in and they all think you're a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's adorable. It's very adorable. And I, abs- and I really did love how it's like the little details. There are windows up at the top, like the left and right yeah. where you could yep. see the water kind of going through where it really does feel like you're like in a little mini submarine. Um, yeah. And I would say that my favorite part of the ride was when, the kids are kind of just like trying to pick up the other fish in the little, um, what do you call it? In the, in the aquarium, what would you call that tank? Oh, oh, the, the touch tank, uh, the touch the tank, touch like tank. a sea yes. world. Yeah. Yeah. And so you like have to swim are, through the evil yeah, hands that are pushing you're down. Trying yeah. to get through. And then one of the, the <laughs> what's her name in the movie, in the, in the Nemo movie? Darla. The with the, Darla, yeah. Darla. Darla. She picks you up and she's just like looking at you. And then Hank comes and he like tries to save you. And it's, it's so cute and so yeah. well thought out. Um, and then you get splashed with water, which was really fun. And it was nice because the day was a little bit warm, but just an <laughs> overall great ride. And, I would say the worst part of my day, which says a lot because I would say that it was an amazing day, was that I was literally the third person before I was supposed to get on this ride for Aquatopia and it broke down. Uh, it's, it, it unfortunately yeah. breaks down a lot. So as long as you saw it and watched how it worked, that's, that's yeah. good enough. It's pretty cool looking, but it does break down a lot. Yeah. Did I, you do you Indiana know, Jones? I did do Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, but before that, I had sure. a quick question about um to Dave about Aquatopia. So I I thought it was like a like a bumper car type of thing, but but I guess no. it's it's not. <laughs> no, so it's, it's a trackless star. It's, it's a, track. a trackless ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're not really floating, it's driving along the bottom, and there's water yeah. effects, there's a whirlpool and water jets and things, and you come precariously close to a lot of them. You be you get really close to the other vehicles. It's this sort of ongoing ballet of these little taxis on water. Um yeah. and that's it. It 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 is equally good as a spectator experience. You never really get wet. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a again, it was first of its kind, like that and and honey hunt were the first time we saw a trackless in a theme park, and it, mm-hmm. it was it, it, it's it's a it's an interesting thing. I wish it had more there there, if you know what I mean. Like I yeah, wish it yeah. had either a story or interactivity or that you actually get wet or something. But um, I, I'm so sorry you didn't does... go on it. But as long as you saw it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, no, I, I I sat there and I watched it. You know, the, the line was really yeah. long. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. to whoever went on it, I'm glad that you all had a good time. But so how does it work? being because i saw when they drained it like there was nothing underneath like it's it's just floor so how does it how does it work being trackless on water so it's it's got drive wheels underneath and the bottom and the the ground is painted with if you've ever looked at the the track for test track and radio Mm -hmm. springs racers 
the tires have to grip on something. So there's this industrial paint that you can put on that's thick that you, as you paint it, you sort of pull up and it creates these hard spikes and it's used for traction for vehicles in like warehouses and stuff. It's like a, it's hard to describe, but it's basically a, um, a friction track um, that the wheels can grab onto. And so that's what's in Aquatopia. And so it's basically like a, like a, um, you know, the automated, um, skiffs that you see in like an Amazon warehouse that are all pilotless that don't have people on them that can move around and like a trackless ride vehicle. And, but it can do it in water because it's got, it's only a couple of inches of water and there it's heavy enough to keep itself grounded. And there's sort of rubber tires that grip onto the surface underneath the way it, guides itself usually trackless rides are um either uh, um, uh, a wire embedded in the concrete of the floor that you that it somewhat follows or there's a technique that disney sort of came up with called free or the, the early rides used called free range on grid frog and it's a it's basically a, a grid of magnets th- on the ground and you can triangulate the ride vehicle in between all of those magnets but that doesn't work underwater so if you noticed the back of the vehicle had like a, like a little pipe on the back sticking up high. And it had a, each one has a little spinning light on it. Well, that's actually also a spinning laser, like a, those laser measure things that you use to like measure your rooms in your house. Mm-hmm. Imagine it's spinning that out all the time. And then there's, um, there's a little posts around the ride that had little decorative things on them. Those are actually reflectors. So the vehicle basically can triangulate its position by its little mast that's sticking up in the back. And then it's just a complicated ride program of how do you get, you know, 20 of those to interact at the same time. And so it really, from a show programming and ride programming technique, it is bonkers how, how that thing works because it has to sort of randomize based on, it's not a continuous chain of ride vehicles. So each one that goes out is sent a different set of instructions on the one behind it has to react to it. The ones in front of it has to react to it. And it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy piece of math that they created there. Wow. It's, it's interesting for sure. I, my brain still does not necessarily fully understand. <laughs> Which is good. That's the, the, that's, the that's difference. Good. That's a magic yeah. trick. Yeah, that's yeah. magic is fun. Um, okay. Uh, oh yeah, Indiana, oh, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, because I this is the fine. one that I feel like. I mean, Star Tours, sure, but this is the one that I think you can do a direct comparison to because you've, you've yeah done Disneyland quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, and the comparison is obviously Tokyo's is ten times better. And you want to know why? Because it works. It works. Yeah. Like yeah. it actually well, and, has the elements that are working. And, and you know why? Because the motion bases, the thing that throws your vehicle around, not the track that it runs yeah. on, but the, but the mm-hmm. movie part, the shaky part, mm. um, in Indiana Jones in, El- in California, and, and I think um, uh, uh, Dinosaur as well, used mm-hmm. uh, 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 hydraulic pistons. Yeah. So yeah, on board yeah. every vehicle is a compressor, and those things are full of oil. That's why you so- smell it. That's you why you smell it. it. The ones in, in in Tokyo, they use electromechanical, what are mm. called actuators, those the, the mm-hmm. pistons that move it around, which were not available in 1996 when that yes, ride, of course, the, yeah. Indiana Jones opened. So they would have to retrofit all the vehicles in California, which is very, very expensive. And they've talked about it for years, but it's why the, the Japanese one is way more reliable. Mm-hmm. It's so much smoother too. Like you can yeah, feel it in the yeah. ride experience. You don't feel like you're it's being It's not quite as around. jerky. Yeah. Because yeah. the electromechanical uh, actuators can't actually move quite as fast. Like mm-hmm. hydraulic pistons can go very fast and yeah. they're actually oh, yeah. able to tone them down for that ride. But electromechanical ones don't have quite the onset speed of hydraulics. So it is a little smoother. It's a little floatier. 
Yeah, you definitely feel the difference. And I think the the part that I I would say that the the thing that I like better about ours is that beginning scene where you have where you see the three rooms yeah, and you go the into the room with the big yeah. yeah with the big um what would you what, what would but they don't move the anymore of, though they don't they, move. they don't they don't yeah. but you know we can see the eye of pretend, yeah yeah the eye so like that with how big it is I think that that's a bit yeah. more impactful than yeah. the one in Tokyo the one in Tokyo it's like a little it's like a little mask on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is weird. And, and, and is the, a weird but, change. But they took the parts that were most unreliable about California, the, the which is the 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 door, the room, the the mm-hmm. chamber of yeah, whatever they call it, the three doors, secrets or something, chamber of secrets. Yeah, they, they the um uh the the rat room, mm-hmm. and, mm. and uh, those are the two biggies, and they changed them, and the rat room became this idol that sort of yeah. chants at you, and then shoots this this smoke ring right at you. And yeah. It's this, it's a stupid, simple effect how it works. It's just a smoke machine, and it fills up the 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 box or the the, the idol is a, basically a big box of smoke with a hole in the front of it. And you can do this. You can if, if any of you smokers out there, you take the plastic wrap on the top of your cigarettes and you pull it up so there's a little chamber. You burn a little hole in in the small end, and you take a puff and you blow it. And if you tap the 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 the, the, the plastic wrap, a little smoke ring will go. And pop out it's the simplest stupidest thing and it's like they scaled it up that one of the walls of the box of smoke is rubber and there's a little actuator that goes tap and it makes the smoke ring go right out the front and shoot at the vehicle there's yeah, your with, physics with, lesson for the uh with uh, <laughs> uh orange lighting so it, so feels it looks like, like fire. it's yeah. right it's like throwing fire at you and, and it blacks out before the thing actually hits your vehicle but you feel the wind from it it's a and it's warm cool, it's like sim- warm white. right and it's yeah. a stupidly cool, very simple effect that sort of like the rat room never quite worked. So mm. they said, well, let's do something else. Yeah. I think I think that's the really cool thing about this ride is that it has a lot of simple elements, but they pack like a really big punch. And, and I think that that's yeah. the thing with our Indiana Jones rides is that they were so ambitious that ambitious. unfortunately yeah. they did not, you know, take into account the level of maintenance that it would mm-hmm. take to make to like continue those effects going because yeah. it's like it sucks that i have to go watch a youtube video from like the early 2000s to get the full effect of like our indiana jones oh, right you know also go I mean? go watch the new season of behind the attraction uh mm-hmm. episode three is oh, about okay. india and, and my boss susan bonds is um interviewed in that she's cool. part of Dave knows all the freaking cool. cool people oh like, i got stories about that yeah we'll talk about that when i talk about tea um because yeah <laughs> Everyone knows Dave. Oh, we um, still got to talk about TA. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Don't worry about it. We're good. Right. We're going. <laughs> love it. Now we're moving on. So we've done Indy. Did well, you I have one more question about Indy. I have one more question about Indy. Okay, yes. Yes, you, yes, yes. You had the opportunity to see the exterior of this Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. um, which in all probability, if they continue down their talking lanes and what they're marketing, if they do it or not, this would be the same one that they'll use for Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think about it? Did you like the the overall temple vibe, uh, more Aztec kind of South I American? Did. It worked for I, you. It, you know, I'm not going to go into the the cultural aspect of it because I don't sure. think it's 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 uh, it is what it is. It's Tokyo. I'm not going to even bother. But mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, I think I think the the oh my gosh, I'm trying to like. It was cool. Like, like yeah, it, it works. It, it looks good. It works. It works. It was. It really does work. It looks good. Do I think that it is something that would be considered appropriate now? I, I'm not entirely sure, but hmm. do I think that it works? I absolutely. I think it looks amazing. Even the inside of the temple, it really had a. I, I absolutely loved the Aztec feel 
to it. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it was great. I just cool. I'm not sure if that would work here, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Dave, you were saying yeah. something. No, no, no. I, I was going to ask if you did the uh, the coaster. I did, and oh, I loved it. it. Yeah, Raging Spirits was so. It was such a. I did not think there was going to be a loop on that tiny coaster. Like, yeah, it's a t- it's, it's a tight little little layout. Yeah, super super tight, and to, for them to get a loop in there, I was just like, wow. Um, but I think my favorite <laughs> part was the ending where you're going through the steam, and it's like a it's like a it's like a big ring, right? And the track goes into it, and then it just puffs out a bunch of steam. And you're going, you just go right through it, right after yeah. the the little loop, which was really great. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a yeah, nice, yeah. it's a very smooth ride too. Like it does for it being such a tight, small yeah. coaster. It was a very, very smooth ride. Um, and it didn't give me a headache. So for me, that's a that's 10 cool. out of 10 on a yeah. coaster. Um, All right. Let's finish up with Sinbad because this is very important. Um, cause it's, I think the biggest earworm in all of Tokyo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. so, I, so uh, people don't know this about me, but I do not like small world. I think it's a very annoying ride, <laughs> but it, it is, I can appreciate it. No, no, no. Yeah. Right, you know, you know, what would make art. it a lot better. Uh-huh. You know, make it a lot better. If you could bring on a bag of softballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you knock down you can take home sorry no <laughs> sorry mary blair great. it's not your fault sorry but but you know love her love her art style yeah. i think yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. but it's like a one-time ride for me and maybe once in the holidays mm-hmm. but am i the type of person that's like a small world stan i would say <laughs> no yeah. um no. i find the dolls to be very creepy <laughs> not my thing but but in terms of sinbad i wish that that's what we had um mm-hmm. i thought it was such a great story it's such a nice ride again everything works um everything's maintained it just looks super super cool i do wish because i know that people were talking about there was like a much dark and i want to hear your it guys's was, yeah um, it was yeah, a like, much darker story when it opened yeah it was, it was a much scary. darker story and apparently they had changed it up in like the yeah. mid 2000s 2000 so, or 2004 i think or seven no, 2007 seven. Was when 2007 they yeah. okay yeah so, so not the original two. version was the actual sinbad story with yeah. the, the rock birds yeah. and all of that and he of had stuff. the he had a goatee it was like it, it was like the darker evil twin of this right and, now and it was honestly kind of spooky and scary and mm-hmm. and it, it there was just low ridership no alan so, mankin either Right. No, no, this is no, who, no, is this no, it had no, no song, it no song, yeah. No song in the original. No, I think that, you know, I wrote both. I wrote it when it first opened and it was fine. The most impressive thing about it, regardless of which version, is those little teeny animatronics. Let's it, 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 put it in perspective. Those things are like three feet high, they're not yeah. very big. And yeah. they are as complicated as like the Wicked Witch from the Great Movie. Yeah. Like they are tr- what they call a triple A figure. They're mm-hmm. so complicated it, in this tiny, tiny little body. Um, that that was what was sort of revolutionary about it. But I actually think the new one is a far better ride by far. So did they change the animatronics from this version no, they, to the, and the old version? They redressed them. They kept them all in the same places. I think they may have moved a couple of them. They moved a couple. But they they mm-hmm. redressed them basically. Like, um, the, uh, and then they added, of course, the, the Bay, my Bay, <laughs> the, the, the MVP of the entire goddamn park, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, Seriously. 
Chengdu, who is like the Where's Waldo of the varieties, this adorable little tiger that you have so to, cute. and they made it so that little kids who don't understand the story are basically mm-hmm. doing Where's Waldo. And it's like, and, and that's Chengdu? what I was doing the whole time. Like, <laughs> <he> is, just <laughs> like, my eyes were like anime star eyes when I saw that thing the first time. And I wanted every Chengdu plush and every Chengdu thing they had. It's the cutest thing. That it, and it's the, the the testament of it doesn't have to be an IP character to, for it to be amazing and cute, yep. and um. But that song though, like oh god, first of all, a bop. It, find find it's a bop. Find it online <laughs> if you haven't heard it. It's all in Japanese except for the title. So it's like yeah. Japanese, 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 Japanese. Compass of oh, your yeah. heart, you know. <laughs> though, uh, there is now at least two versions I've heard in the full English. Alan Menken oh. sings oh. one. Alan Menken cool. sings one on YouTube, and then. A, I think it was an Amer- It was a Japanese concert. I think they were an element in music or something. And it's a quartet of people. Uh, I know because I put it on my latest, uh, like Tokyo music playlist. Um, Send so to me, please. I will find it. Yes, absolutely. It's sung by a guy named uh, Kenji Sakamoto, who's a, a Japanese actor and singer. Mm-hmm. Um, that song yeah, is a bop, though. It's oh so my god, beautiful. it's so good, it's so beautiful. It's yeah, absolutely a, amazing. That's a great little ride. It's so charming. What did you think? I thought it was great. And honestly, for someone that was, like I said, I don't love the, a lot, I don't really love a lot of those like storybook rides. I don't like sitting with the, the dolls and stuff, but I thought it was such a, and like you said, Shindu is like the absolute best part of this ride. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. And I was looking for a plush of him literally right. As soon as I got off, I was like, where's the store? For the first time, I was like, give me a store at the exit. <laughs> like I need to go buy him right now. Um, <laughs> My favorite but, you know. snack in the park was a, they do a Chengdu tiger tail. Yes. Is, mm-hmm. it, it's like a curry bun, but in the, it, it's orange and black and in the shape of his tail. And it's, it was, I so ate cute. like 10 of them when I went there last time in 2019. <laughs> I, I feel like next time I really want to focus more on the snacks and the food. I, at this time Ugh. I was really just focused on the rides and trying to yeah. pack in as much as possible. But yeah. yeah. There's, there's just so much to see and do in this park. And, I'm, you guys were saying that there's no more annual passes, which I think is no. crazy. Um, they, I would get one, to be honest. Yeah, I oh, really yeah. would. I would. Yeah, it's it's such a great it's such a great park. But finishing it off with the final two things that I really thought were great: the Mermaid Lagoon. Go during oh. sunset. Mm. Go doing. Yeah. If you go during sunset, it's so beautiful, like the way that it sparkles. And yeah. I didn't go on any of the rides just because I didn't really feel the need to. But nah. I did go inside yeah, no, and check to. it out. For those who yeah, don't was- know, Mermaid Lagoon is basically indoor Little Mermaid kind of a fair. It, it's not fair yeah. oriented, yeah. But it's like, um, you know, the little kind of like More ride rides. That, yeah, the one that would kind of go up and down and kind of bop a little bit, Bounce. like that's the yeah. jellyfish. Family mm-hmm. coaster, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's a decent show that's that's like all aerial, um, mm-hmm. not aerial the character, but aerial performances um, on yeah. like floating rigs and mechanized, and all, all the sisters, and it's it's a cute little show. Did you go to that? No, I didn't, but I okay. really wanted to. Like, you can they, see it online. You can see. Yeah, it no, I I figured the one show that I did go to, and I'm so glad that I picked this show out of all of them was the Big Band Beat. Oh, oh my god, it's so, so good. Got tickets to that. That's I went, so hard to get into. I I didn't even have tickets. I just walked in. <laughs> oh my god! 
you, it used to be that used to be that you had to go get a little fast pass and they the way they do passes for that show are these ticket machines at the front of the park and it's randomized yeah. and you go up and yeah. you put in your ticket and you might have a chance you might not it's very egalitarian really? very japanese yeah um wow. and so i've only seen it once but it's it's so good so, so good. good like the first of all how those like uh, how the dancers are able to dance in those costumes and give us a full moment, a full choreography. It's crazy. It's crazy. W- yeah. With tap shoes and everything. I was just like, yeah. oh my God. And then yeah. like, I don't, again, don't want to, don't want to spoil it. And I, and I don't even think you can find videos of it online because the cast members were on it. As soon as, as soon as they saw mm-hmm. a phone pop out, they were like, ah, no, like they were not letting yep. anybody nope. film nope. or do nope. anything. Nope. Nope. No pictures. You're not allowed filming. to film inside anything and they will come up and, and be very politely very poli- but yeah but you'll feel embarrassed <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, because they're so polite yeah yes yeah. yes and it's like oh oh i just sneak in a couple but you know don't tell <laughs> don't tell them i'll I won't, send them I won't. to you guys um sorry i can get but, you i have the soundtrack for big band beat if you want it please send it it's really it's good please like it was Go, so good going back to to mermaid lagoon for a second on the outside oh, uh-huh. did, did mm. you notice all the tile work on the outside with mm. every little piece of tile it was like there's this cool broken tile mosaic and yes, each piece yes. had a different a bar, little bas relief mold of one of the characters right yeah the, st- the story goes that those were all made by a tile uh, maker in italy who mm. was renowned for that kind of tile work like little sculpts and, and and tile mosaics and there's so many of them that that job closed their shop and he retired very very wealthy (laughs) that's the joke is that 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 it was his only job that it was his family's only job for like three years was like doing all the tire on on the outside of mermaid lagoon and then he's like i'm good no more yeah (laughs) yeah and you know it was it was or put him out of business i'm not quite sure which story's right but but it was it was great. Mermaid Lagoon, I think, was just so beautiful, and the way that yeah. the 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 lighting on there—I don't yeah. even like. I think they have like little twinkling lights. Would those be lights? I'm guessing they would be lights that they have like within the structures or the 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 tall pillars. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, and it's it's also it's got glitter in it. So yeah. as you as you move, it just picks up the light as you move Wh- around. Which it's, is why I'm great. saying like around sunset yeah. time, it was beautiful. I, I absolutely loved the way that it looked and all the colors and just like some just something about Disney Sea. Even though there were so many people there and so much foot traffic, the park just felt so fresh and so clean yeah. and like. It's almost like I was walking into a brand new park. Like it was not yeah. faded. It, yeah. Like the colors were just absolutely great. Like it was just very bright, very beautiful. It's it amazing. amazing. It's amazing how good things can lurk when you, when you don't have a Florida or a California sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's one little detail that when the the, the, the walkway that connects um, Mermaid Lagoon to um, Mount Prometheus to the yes, right. Mm-hmm. You go under sort of this bridge thing. Yeah, I, I want you to go on to to google earth and uh-huh. look at the down top down view of that little pa- underpass where you walk in because it looks like you're just walking into the volcano yeah what it really is is that's an entire road that a semi truck tall truck can go through without you seeing it and get to the center of the park where those rides are and food service and there's a whole back of house and it's this giant road that oh is my god so well you're, de- you're not kidding 
No, it's look massive. at it. It's nuts because both the, uh, the food service for Port Discovery and the food service for Mount Prometheus and all the ride maintenance is right in the middle of the park. What it has to hell? have a house somewhere. Yeah, go check it out because when you're in the park, you don't clock it at all because it's all rock work and it's designed with a point of view that ties it to Mount Prometheus. That's crazy. That's it's a insane. whole freeway. <laughs> it's literally a freeway. It, it truly fact, right? is. Yeah. And, and and that also goes to a, um, an entire dock that you don't see for all the boats that are going. Yeah. Into yeah. The center show. You can see it on Google on Google Earth. It's one of those things that I did not know the first time I went because there was no such thing as Google Earth. The first yeah. time I went over there was it. They didn't have pictures of it yet. But years later, I was like, what the actual F? Like, it, it, it is a beautiful piece of park master planning that hides everything in plain sight because back of house is always difficult, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to get to, um, you have to have access, huge access for food and merchandise and maintenance of giant ride vehicles that need to come on and offline. And those the, by designing a park with a major, major, two major attractions and three major restaurants right in the center of it, they had to put a back of house access for it and they disguised it in a beautiful way. So listeners go up and Google earth and look at the road that's between mermaid lagoon and the, and the, um, and Mount Prometheus and be amazed. Mm-hmm. And then look at I, the guest views from within the park. And it's yeah. like, you have no idea. Well, and also I'm, that thing mm-hmm. you were talking about of, of the, you can actually see the water spurting out of the, the dam. Uh, yeah. And you, you can, can see, see the monorail it, track can, right behind it. Yeah. And you can see it. You can see the water coming out on google google maps so worth yeah. seeing i'm literally in shock Goop. right now because Goop. totally gooped. this i did not see any of this again yeah. talk about immersion like where yeah. is all this yeah. i had no idea that any of this was even there <laughs> it's so good you didn't do soren so right crazy no, I didn't do Soren. Because it had, had a, like a four-hour line, most likely. Yeah, it, yeah. It, just, it was so long. And then I did have a um, what do you call it? a priority pass for it, but I missed it because I was just like, it, you know what? The queue is pretty. It. It's a pretty Italian building. It's the same ride. There's nothing new. Yeah, about it. I just pre-show is cool. Outside. Pre-show is pretty cool. You can yeah. see that I mean, online. Yeah, yeah, so it just it was it you know to me it was just really about trying to get as much done as possible. Mm-hmm. Did, did you um, walk your Fort Discovery <laughs> in the center? The I did. Yes, Port Discovery is so cute. Like no, 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 I, no. I'm sorry, not not Port Discovery. Fort, what is it? The, the little castle, little Italian um, castle, right where? in front of the. Oh God, what is it called? It's a little. It's a bunch of interactives. There's a restaurant in it. It's part of the the Portofino Bay theme. It's oh kind of a pirate yeah. Ship oh, uh, Fort Exploration. Uh, no. Fort Explorations. That's it. Fort Exploration. Yeah. That's right. You go next time. Okay. It's basically a little walkthrough, and it's all these little interactive pieces that are all like um, um, uh, little Italian scientific models and, and like they're right. Yeah, no, of, I didn't yeah, go there. The Magellan yeah. stuff. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. Really yeah. It's very cute. Anyway, you see that next time. We're yeah. all going to go together anyway. So, no, we uh, are. Yeah. But so, I thought you were talking about Port Discovery. Port Discovery is cute. But Port Discovery is really cute. I, yeah. yeah. I did not go into that oh, area. Tower. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Tower? Oh, God. Oh, my God. How do we forget about Tower? How do we forget about Tower? <laughs> There's so much good stuff at sea, at sea man. <laughs> Tower, that tower is my problematic fave. Um, it was, it was well, it's great. it's about a it's about a colony it's about a colonizer getting his comeuppance, really. It's, yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was it was he was literally a guy who was just exploring the world, being his colonizer self, and stealing stealing shit stealing from everywhere, trick, stealing shit from everywhere. Um, and then there was like a little. I don't even what would it be like an it's African? It's a little idol. Mm-hmm. His it's name, like an African idol. Shariki. Shariki. 
Shiriki so, Ntundu, yeah, is his name. And yeah. it's not, I don't know if it's African. It's, they don't really, I don't think no, they're going to find where it's from. Yeah. They, they had other. a lot of it's African, like traditional masks up. So that's why yeah. I figured it might be African. Yeah. But um, he, the way he disappears in the pre show is one of so my cool. favorite that's, disappearance gags. Ever. It was so funny yeah. how everybody was like looking around, trying to figure out where did he go. Like people were literally <laughs> going up trying to see. Yeah. Because you would think it's like maybe like a mirror effect or something where it's kind of covering it up. But it just it was crazy good. Like you could not tell. I still don't know how it disappeared. Dave, if you know. I do. I'll tell you later. Yeah. It's magic. magic. All you need in is magic. And how how about those over the shoulder seatbelts on on tower? (laughs) Amazing, and we need that more often. <laughs> like, like the over-the-shoulder seatbelts, I thought was really—it was very strange, and it was kind of funny because there was a guy right behind me, and you could tell he was American because, and then he like put the seatbelt, the overhead behind him, just so that Ugh. he could have like the waist bar, and I was just like, "Bro, come on now, bro, like, it's not that deep. Like, it's not that serious." You are literally, um, bro. You are literally in a ride about why Europeans <laughs> and Americans need to follow exactly. the rules. Like, I don't. Yeah. That's what yeah. the ride's it's, about, bitch. Like, follow the, the rules. The, <laughs> follow the rules. Um, but the the queue I thought was just so jam packed with so many little cool trinkets and so many things that I I feel like the queue itself should be a ride. Like, it should be a little walkthrough it's experience so cool. that you get to like stop and look at all the different little things that are there. Um. And I think that what I really, really liked overall was just the theming of it. The theming is just amazing. It, to me, yeah. it didn't really match the outside, to be honest with you, mm. once you go in. But the just it just I, I thought it was great. It was very, very great. And I love the big Egyptian pharaoh statue inside. Yeah. It was yeah. very yeah. random. Really I mean, evil looking. It's the coolest yeah. gift shop. I don't know if you had a chance to really dive yeah. into that gift shop, but the fact that it's a a redone spa it that was has the been spa filled in the pool of the old mm-hmm. and they filled it in and made it the shop it's very clever yeah yeah it's, it's really very cool. very clever it just the entire it's just amazing I, I would say for me out of all the the towers it's probably it's my favorite because of the story the story is just the best yeah um but like i said i just wish that there was a bit that i would have spent more time which is crazy to say i wish i would have spent more time in the queue to yeah. really get you- like a a deeper look hmm? did you go on board the the what is it called the columbia the, the columbia. columbia i didn't i just saw it from the outside okay it's got I, a great bar in it my really legs were tired bar. by that point sea alone is like a two only... three day park like easy yeah no easy and i wish i would have spent more time there i i think that day i maybe walked 15 miles just around the entire park like it was absolutely insane um but yeah, that was my Tokyo Disney experience. And I Woo-hoo. would say that my favorite part of Do- Tokyo Disney Sea was the Big Band Beat. That's awesome. Just, just I want that. I want that at Hyperion so damn bad. So yeah. bad. And and that's the thing. I feel like it would absolutely kill here. Yep. Like there were so many references to American culture that I think that kind of flew over I mean, people's heads that it's were there. All in is it all in English, right? Like it's for the all most in part? English. It's yep. all English. Like the characters, they talk in English. The music is obviously sung in English, and it was like a Goofy tribute sings to a that jazz era. song. How could you not yeah. love that? <laughs> and it was it was all a tribute to that era. And I think there were moments where like it was little jokes here and there 
where the audience is supposed to laugh or like kind of, you know, clap at certain mm-hmm. moments where Mickey's like, oh, give a give a second round of applause for me. And like people didn't really get that. So I was the only idiot clapping half the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then You're like, I know what they're saying. Yay. Yeah, and people yeah. would look at me as if I was being rude. And I'm just like, I promise I'm not being the loud, annoying American. It's just it's it's meant for the show. I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was I just wish that that show was here. It was so oh, great. Man. And, you know, the the characters just looked absolutely amazing. So anyways, Tokyo Disney Sea, I would say it was my it's my favorite park out of all the Disney parks so far. I would I'll give you guys my conclusion after the after the China parks. Um, OK. All right. So, yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much for all of that amazing information. Our international <laughs> correspondent um <laughs> dave you mentioned a bar earlier and we're going to talk about a new bar uh that is showing up at the disney cruise ship what kind of bar uh might 99 ghosts and a couple patrons fit into uh it's the bar that after i die you can just sprinkle my ashes in the bar somewhere <laughs> and i'll just stay there for the rest of my life uh it Put is a haunted mansion will, please so we all know yeah <laughs> so it's the haunted mansion bar it, it, it the the art is great it actually reminds me a lot of the um the new uh lounge that they created for club 33 not the main mm-hmm. restaurant but the the one that came around did a couple of years ago if you've never yeah. seen pictures of it it's very similar to this um it's it's beautiful and there's a bunch of illusions in it there's there's call there's obviously visual uh callbacks to the ride like the the weird chair with the the face the raleigh crump face on it the donald duck face as they call it um the uh uh, there's a bunch of cool drinks there's some tiki mugs and haunted looking glassware that 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 you can get it all looks great there's something that nathan said in one of our chats though that Mm -hmm. sort of rings true with me that it's like a bar is going to be loud and boisterous yep and is that what the haunted mansion vibe wants to be uh, so i don't know i mean i jury's still out i'm i'm yeah. excited for it and i if i t- ever take a cruise on that ship i'll be very excited to go and see video and pictures from it if i don't but it's like hmm is like haunted if it's mansion a the- like if it's a bar that's open at two in the morning great it's gonna yeah. be a perfect two in the morning bar <laughs> exactly but <laughs> exactly but uh, this thing is going to be so goddamn full of people yeah, uh, and probably kids. I don't. I don't know what the limitations are. Bars. Can there. you bring kids to bars? I don't know what Disney. I don't know are what like. they do. I'm not sure. I don't remember. There um, is a. There were 18 and over areas that. Yeah, that's true. A whole, a, that's true. But that I don't could know. Help. Yeah, there's a whole um, bar uh, like district that after a certain time is uh, mm-hmm. 21 and up. Or that and certainly up. could help. I think the lighting that they showed in this concept art, I, I kind of laugh because I'm like, there's no way they're gonna let it be this dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a safe, no, no, the I, safety wise, there's no way. <laughs> you're 100 percent correct. 100%. Um, so yeah, that's where I land. I again, I just I have no issue with this bar in the sense that it exists. I just have an issue with the idea that this bar can work, like Haunted Mansion. Period can work for something like this. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm, it is 100 percent mm-hmm. my jam, but I'm kind of 25 yeah. percent with Nathan on this one. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be devil's devil's advocate here for a second. Advocate, um, advocate away. <laughs> advocate away. Um, so do you think that because the haunted mansion to me is a very lively like the graveyard mansion. scene, yes, for sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I feel like because it's like, you know, what is it? Is it nine hundred nine hundred and ninety nine ghosts? That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So don't you <laughs> don't you feel like it, if they were to have a bar in the mansion, that it would be 
loud and boisterous because those all those ghosts have such crazy personalities and are so, you know, wild. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this bar that I and again, I my brain can only think about these kind of things from a on resort like vibe, like. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was story vibe for sure, but like on a resort vibe and like the, the amount of people that are in a resort and could come through mm. a cruise ship mm. might be entirely different. Like it, it might just never get very full in that sense. This might feel more like a hotel bar that people kind of come in and out and it's more of a chill thing to do uh, yeah. opposed to a like, you know, I don't know, in a an actual theme park bar or a theme park restaurant. Where they're like, oh, I got other things I got to do. I mean, the vibe of a cruise ship is generally to be kind of chill, um, which can certainly help with that. I'm curious on what the other angles of this place are, because it looks even smaller than, say, um, uh, like uh, like Trader Sam's or something. It looks really yeah, I mean, tiny. It, it looks like the bar is in the middle. Uh, and if you look at, at one of the images Disney released, it looks like behind that there's more seating. So it, it might work out fairly well um but yeah it just seems real small so there's like nine seats at the bar yeah i, I do love that that one of the drinks is called the sympathetic libation that makes me yeah. very, that's very, very happy good. that's very good and there's, an and, and there's another the one cocktail. called Ghoul there's one called ghoulish delight conjuring yeah. up the magic i'm okay i'm okay that's with cute. that and they actually published the recipes on the blog which is cool. oh yeah. really yeah mm. and that's they look super super cool like yeah absolutely the yeah. that black drink the the sympathetic librations that's really cool yeah um but you know these aren't pictures right these are just renderings so i feel like it's not gonna look this good just it's unfortunate we'll see, we'll see. but I, I you know i think it'll be cool I, I i wish that it was more of a hotel bar than a cruise ship bar like you were yeah. saying yeah but i feel like it would fit more of like a, a resort well, yeah, but on the on the cruise ship, it's they can they can it, it, the capacity doesn't have to be as high because yeah, not they, as can many mm, they can manage it. You can manage it better. True, yeah, that's true. probably why that's probably why they did it there and not like in one of the parks. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, you couldn't. You, oh, couldn't do you could never in, do in this. the parks. Oh my no. God. No, 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 never, yeah, no, no way. Ever. I mean, you could maybe do something like this. There's not a good. I don't. Yeah, there's not really a good resort that kind of matches this vibe. Like you could, mm -hmm. if there was, maybe maybe Port Orleans, the Grand Floridian. No, Port Orleans might be able to work that out. Actually, Grand Flo yeah. Grand Flow is too delicate. Um, yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and it's decided it's Mary Poppins and Alice over there. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans is not. A, you're not wrong about that. That would actually work pretty well if you dug one. If you took an area and, and just kind of put one of these in there after the initial sort of like blogger sphere gets done with it you would probably have a pretty chill bar this mm -hmm. does remind me it's a little more interactive than bars we've seen recently but it does sort of have like the the new well not new anymore beauty and the beast bar at grand flow and some of those um uh let's see here they did the mary poppins stuff in grand flow as well it's it's more subtle um than uh you might expect i think you could the wallpaper clearly is haunted mansion the, the chair is haunted mansion but um, you know, without the stuff in the mirror, you know, it, it can feel pretty subtle, which I, I like. I actually think that's a better call than than you know, this works out fairly well for that kind of thing. Uh, but they've been doing some some real hits 
uh, yeah. recently with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, God bless it. I don't, I don't really have any issue with it. We'll just see how it kind of pans out. So, um, but you know, who knows? Uh, let's go. Let's talk about a place that we all can actually go, uh, which is McDonald's. Um, <laughs> Dave, the hundredth is, it feels like it's been here forever. Um, <laughs> Remember like five years ago when we started celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Disney company? Remember that? Yeah, um, I do. It needs to end. I'm with you. It's like, when did this start again? Well, because it's no good. If it was fun and interesting really and good. Is. Well, and um, it also it, it also got muddied by Walt Disney World's 50th, right? Like, oh, yeah, it, totally. I, 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 when I was there, I've heard people say, oh, it, Disney World's 100 years old. Like it's, yep. people just don't understand. No. Anyway. Um, you know who so, has yeah. a really good sorry to like quick side no, no, track. go ahead go ahead Tokyo's 40th that's a oh, celebration yeah. ladies and gentlemen yeah. we, you have now witnessed Sara doing a thing that classic Disney fans have done for decades now which yep. is you know Tokyo which is you know uh, when I went to Tokyo in Tokyo during yeah. Tokyo <laughs> congrats you were part of a a very annoying oh but always right club so, <laughs> sorry about it you're sorry. right though like, not sorry not sorry at all sorry not sorry yeah. she is she went to tokyo you guys she yep. like like i said on twitter never beating the disney adult allegations no it's just no. never gonna happen no no so what this is is um happy meal toys for disney 100 and they are 62 characters that look like i mean they're funko they're mini funkos let's be honest but they're not branded as funko so screw you funko pops uh, but they're that kind of um you know uh, yeah. abstracted version of 62 different characters what's cool is you actually get two in every happy meal that which is, is kind of neat that is kind of good i would um, say come on mcdonald's you have a hundredth anniversary and you do 62 like fuck i know you. i couldn't believe that yeah because I, I saw the the sheet of pictures online and i'm like oh rosa 10 there must be 10 wait no what no no but you know it doesn't matter because your local mcdonald's is probably going to get the same two characters and have a hundred of those. Well, it, to give out. They, you're right. They come with two characters, but there are two surprise characters. So that what that means, and they figured Slut, this shit pack. out. They figured this out, which is mm-hmm. you can't even ask your poor McDonald's employee that has not made <laughs> any money. I need, but I need the Shang Chi. I need the sh-. and they're going to be like, I can't see what's in these. Like, I can just give you another one. Like, this, I want the ones that no boxed. one wants. Like, I'm going to want the ones that everyone hates. That's the, the Condor one. Man one. No, I'm kidding. I wish. I wish. I wish. <laughs> There's not even a Tron one. This is a. I should say it's just animated. It's and it's dog shit. It's it's not. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it's not just animated because the Mandalorian's in there. Oh right, sure. And yeah, it's got Star, Star Wars and and Marvel too. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. And and uh, uh, they they give. Let's see. Out of these sixty two, they give. Let me count it. One, two, three, four of them to Wish, which isn't even out yet. That's yeah. which is crazy. Nuts. Meow. Meow. Uh, I yeah. want the star though. The little, the funky little star character yeah, looks cute. fun and mischievous. And I'm not saying they're not cute. He looks like chaos in the trailer, which makes me happy. I hope he's chaos. Yeah. Valentino's cute too, though. The goat. Yeah. yeah we love Valentino. Oh yeah. We like Valentino. Um, I wish he was like, he's like black Peter's happy cousin, basically for those of you who never saw the witch. Um <laughs> That, that reference went right through my right head. Right over your head? Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a goat. the embodiment of Satan who asks you, oh. to, would thou like to live, live deliciously? Anyway, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's there's really not much to say beyond that. Like, what did you guys think of the toy? Like, it is just sort of okay. a, an amalgamation. 
they're cute. They've done better because this isn't the first time Disney has released like a a huge supply of different characters for stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's such a short time though. It's basically going to be available for only like a month. You know how much so, McDonald's you'd have to eat to get all of these things. Oh, yeah. people don't eat McDonald's for this. They just buy. They just they buy, just the, buy the Happy Meal it. and throw it all out. Well, if you think <laughs> about it, like a Happy Meal is like what four like four fifty for like yeah. two toys. That's a pretty good deal, especially well, and, if it's Disney. And they're not saying what the rarities are, but there are rarities. This is it. This is going to be. It'd be that's there's a whole. Market they did not for make it. an equal amount of every character. No. Guaranteed. No. No. Guaranteed. Just just wait till they get on eBay if you don't want to go to McDonald's. It's ninety nine percent the wish characters and, and you're not is... wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's gonna be yeah. what happens. Um everyone's gonna be like, I got another fucking King Magnifico. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So anyway, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. I feel like it's a net. I feel like it really says everything I want to say about the hundredth, which is like, well, mm. there's not a hundred of these, <laughs> and it's mostly just to promote the thing that we're that's coming. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, there's not even a Steamboat Willie on here. Like Jesus Christ, which is this crazy. Is <laughs> like, how do you not have a Steamboat Willie? Because it sucks. Does it have yeah. any classic characters? Is there a Mickey, Donald, Goofy? There's a Mickey. Uh, there's, I think all. I think the classic five. I see okay. Mickey. I see Minnie. I see the Fab Five. Oh, they call it internally. I'm sure there's Donald. You can't. You can't. Wait. This have. is so important to me now. This is. Oh no! I see Donald. I was like, okay. if you don't. Oh, Wait. Is there a Goofy? There's Pluto. Yeah. There's a Goofy. And there's a Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. gotta. You gotta. There's no way. You gotta. The Fab Five. Yeah. There's no. Is there a Roger Rabbit? No, f- no, of course there's not. They don't. They don't count Roger really. Is there a Rocketeer? It's, no, it's nope. a scam. It sucks. Well, at least Roger was sort of like co-owned by. Why you don't see a lot of Roger stuff, by the way, is because it's co-owned. Yeah, there, so is there an Oswald? Amblin, Amblin. Yeah, I work with Amblin. No Oswald. No Oswald. How could you not have an Oswald? Well, well who went Oswald? Well, what am I? What's Oswald? What am I blank, blanking on? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. The oh, rabbit. Oh, 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 see, I'm from the East Coast. We barely have any oswald over here so we yeah. don't think about him very much <laughs> so you said oswald and i was like cobble pot i don't <laughs> think <laughs> oswald and his girlfriend hortensia hortensia yeah, is not she's not even on here yeah well we just started getting merch for oswald like this year so that's true we don't really have room to talk uh let's go ahead and move on to uh a I you know if you want to collect all of the Disney characters, uh, it's going to get even easier because uh, they're merging with Hulu officially. Uh, Disney is they're buying. Uh, Dave, yeah, g- give us the laydown. This is I think something we've all seen coming for a long time. But so who? Official. Yeah, Hulu was a was a um, the original agreement for Hulu was a, a, a agreement between um, Disney, Comcast, a uh, uh, 20th Century Fox. Um, there were, there were multiple owners of Hulu behind it. Right. Yeah. Um, and it had, and it's a, it's a cable provider. Let's not be, let's not beat around the bush. It's basically a cable provider because they have their own original stuff, but they also just license movies and TV shows from a lot of people. Cause it's people's it's for a lot of people, it's their cable replacement or their over the air replacement. Um, but Disney, there was, uh, they, they bought the final 33% stake in Hulu, which they will completely own in January 2024. And that cost them $8 billion. Mm-hmm. And so they bought that from Comcast. That was Comcast's share was that 33%. So they just paid Universal Studios $8 billion. Let's put it in. That's the, the best commentary I heard was from Robert Niles on Theme Park Insider. He's like, Disney just paid for Epic Universe. No, basically. literally. Or they pay for multiple epic universes, right? Yeah. So 
Disney is now, you know, <laughs> jumping into piles of gold like Scrooge McDuck, or Universal is jumping in piles of gold like Scrooge McDuck now, because that is a massive payoff yeah. and a very big de- deficit for a, a model that has yet to prove as anything, you know, um, profitable. Streaming is still uh, yeah. an albatross to they, them. They're so, doubling down just so that they can seem relevant. Yep. Is that the is that the logic behind it though? Because I'm trying to understand why Disney right now in this economy would be investing more into the money pit of streaming services. Like I'm I'm truly because, not getting it. Um, I mean, it, it, to, honestly, I think it's because it's cheaper to buy it than it is to figure out the it. red tape to get yeah. all of Fox over to Disney and all of the live. So because Hulu has live, right? Um, yeah. Uh, that is something that Disney would have to completely reconfigure under a new. They would have new deals made for all of that, and it they, would be more expensive. Right now, they can just shuffle underneath the current deals, so it's probably a decent deal in the end. But still, yeah, I I think the way Disney sees it is because it's going to be lumped into Disney Plus, right? It's all going to be one. Yeah. It'll be a channel within Disney Plus, but like it basically makes Disney a cable provider. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's that's what yeah, that's what this that. does. Um, so I, I you know, I, I, I think a, a lot of people it also sweeten the pot for people um, who maybe are on the fence about getting Disney Plus. If they already subscribe to Hulu, it might sweeten the pot for Disney Plus subscribers who don't have Hulu to get it because it's it's it's, you know, live TV. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 one of those people who um, shares logins with other friends so i don't pay for both um <laughs> yeah. so screw you I'm, corporations I'm giving, I'm giving up disney plus like it's too expensive they've doubled it's too expensive it. uh, yeah it's... i our, ours renews in like two weeks and i'm not sure we're gonna for renew nothing it there's, there's not enough on it yeah, yeah. not I that know. i can't find elsewhere if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. right right exactly so, uh and you know what disney you can be mad i get it but these are you you're the one that decides to make billion like billion dollar shows that don't make any money on a platform yeah. for ten dollars yeah. so was did it, i just finished loki what a big wet fart of a it's show. not over it's, there's two more episodes oh okay then i then i i hope it <laughs> i hope it ends better <laughs> but i don't think it's i don't love it i don't love it I uh, we'll talk about started. it when it's done we'll talk about it when it's done i would say it's done. It i'll is, watch it this weekend it's it if you liked loki one it's it's fun i would say it's not as revolutionary it's a little no. too uh, circling around itself in the sense well, of the plot doesn't seem to. Is move it not far. moving? It's not moving no, forward at all. No, not. And really. Nathan and I are in lockstep about not liking Ashoka either. So, no, I. Hmm. Ashoka, I hate it so much. Garbage. I hate it so much. Oh, we never. You were gone when we talked about Ashoka. Yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that for one second because it's more interesting uh-huh. than the Hulu news. And so I, I want to talk. Yeah. I, want, I wanted someone to agree with me. Um, so, <laughs> my, here's my, here's my thing. I love Rosaria Dawson. I thought sure. she was brilliant casting. I wanted mm-hmm. to love her in it. Yep. Um, uh, I, uh, Ray Stevenson. Um, oh, uh, I will. I will carry his babies anytime he wants. He, uh, bet he's dead. It's going to be hard, um, but we can try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he he's I, he's a great actor. He lo- looks like a great character. Oh, and it's an amazing part. If there's anything that's interesting in this show, it, it's what he's doing. Yeah, and 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 then like. Uh, but then, then I two episodes in, everybody is talking like this, and every scene takes 
<laughs> three so times long. as long. So long. As it needs. That show could have been 10 minute episodes. It's a it is a it is a hour and a half movie at best. At best. At best. At best. And then so I you know, there's a bunch of shit I'm missing in the first five or six episodes because I've never watched Clone Wars because Clone Wars is homework to me. Oh, and Rebels. Like, Rebel I, I it's mostly Rebels, but yeah. Right. And I never watch Rebels and I know all my friends who who love that show and it's they say it's really better than good. Clone Wars. Yeah, and I will. I will get to it. I will get to Don't it. Worry. I'm not, yeah, I'm not fine. smashing it. But it's like I shouldn't have to do that homework, guys. No, you shouldn't. There's so I much should homework. not have to. They should have. There should have been a prologue. There should have been um, flashbacks or something to recreate more scenes from that show. So I know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And it just by the end of that show, I could care less about anybody. Are you telling me? And I don't care if I look, gang. Maybe I care a little bit. If you don't want Ahsoka spoiled at this point, I don't know. Fast forward 30 seconds. Um, oh, and you, Sara, did you watch it all? Are you done? I don't want to ruin it for you. No, I, go ahead and ruin it. I wasn't going to watch anyway. It's really simple. <laughs> uh, when your show ends and the only thing you've done is switch two characters or three characters from different planets, like, oh, now she's in this galaxy and he's over in the in the Star Wars galaxy. And that's it. And that's, that's all it. we've done because we yeah. need to set up the, the big Mandalorian so, so movie we're going to do. God knows. Who knows? And, and and even Ray Stevenson, even uh, whatever that character's name is, like he was just mm-hmm. like I wanted to love his character, but it's so right. underwritten that he's only there to to initiate a couple of lightsaber fights, and that's it. And it, yeah. his Padawan's even worse; like she's only there to <laughs> oh, stab she's somebody. Terrible, and, terrible. And, and and I would say that there's a shot at the end where he's standing by these statues, and if you know about yes, the force right. wielder there's yeah. some lore and you kind of yeah. go oh cool but if you don't why would you know like why no. would you care i had um, to go yeah. watch all the you know new rock stars recaps who who yeah. effusively talk about rebels and i'm like oh okay i can understand why you would like that if you watch that show but i shouldn't have to do homework for these shows it's the it's the yeah. flaw of the marvel shows being all interconnected somewhat yes that it, it, at a certain point well, a lot of them fall apart the, the strongest ones are the ones that you can watch key. just because they're good like lo- well, well i, I would say ms marvel is a perfect example i loved ms marvel because i yeah. didn't need to know anything about any anything yeah. you know i think the thing about loki too in in, in in this sort of scenario is loki's second season isn't as good as its first because it's leaning more into setting up a bad guy it's a st- i mean it has its own vibe it's doing its own thing but at the same time it's starting to do that thing where it's like we're setting yeah. things up we're setting a bad things guy up. that they may not actually use yeah this, oh right? can we oh yeah well, well let's, let's talk, talk about, about that well yeah let's move on to let's move i'm trying to think if i have anything else to say about anyway Soka. live action snow white moving on no okay. we'll talk about i want to talk about live action snow white we can do that and then we'll talk about marvel first? okay yeah, yeah why not we're it's a mess Nothing, Nothing else about Ashoka. It's it. I wanted to love it. I love the people involved. I love the yep. main star. I love the look of it. The oh, trailer I, made me excited. I had one thing more to say about Ahsoka. Okay, this is something I want Dave's opinion on. I have two actors that I think could take over for Ray Stevenson. Oh, and I would like to give you the choice. Sure. Okay. Sit, Daddy. Leave Shriver. Pretty good. You you just you just made my heart jump. Yeah. Leave Leave Shriver. I. Leaf Schreiber, if you're listening, I would be your slave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think only the heart moved at that moment. No, you're, you're not wrong. Um, you're and not then wrong. there's a little twitch there. Or, <laughs> or I'm trying to find someone a little more British. Oh, leave. Jerry Butler 
could also do it. Oh, yeah, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's, yeah, yeah, he could very easily. Gerard Butler's a he looks more like Ray Stevenson. Looks more like him, right? And Gerard Butler has the right amount of scowl. He does sort of brooding really, really, mm-hmm. really well. And he's cheap these days, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. He's no, he's great, and he's also hot, and he would fill that role of Sith Daddy really well. Leave would give it some gravitas that. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of actor that Ray Stevenson was. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, Lee Schreiber would be my number one pick, but he's he they can't afford him. They couldn't no. afford Lee Schreiber. You go, um, think Disney's got that Ray Donovan money? No, no, not no. for oh, not for God. not for a he's, side character. In and just Ahsoka. beyond my my obvious love for his physical form, he is a fucking incredible actor. Yeah, like everything yeah. he does is just great. You yeah. know, I watched recently, I just watched um, Scream 2 and 3. There you go. With him in it. And it's like, so he's a he's baby. He's such a baby in those yeah. movies. That's oh. cotton. Nick's nuts. It's coming up for the season. Tis the season. Um, oh, good leaf driver. Oh. Yeah. He's in everything. It's crazy. He's in everything. He's great. Uh, Snow White. Snow Dave, White. Dave, what's happening with Snow White? So it's been delayed. They haven't really said why. The That's speculation cause... is that... Um, they finally released a, an image of yeah. um, of the cast and uh, 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 with with what's her name Ziegler um, Rachel Ziegler Rachel Ziegler is Snow White surrounded by bashful doc dopey grumpy happy sleepy and sneezy and um, they had said and they looked just like their animated versions but the thing is they had said that they were magical creatures not dwarves because there was mm-hmm. a lot of pushback and then there was some vocal vocal criticism from Peter Dinklage naturally um, right. about that how this will represent the the dwarf community i mean here's the thing i think he's right because it's live action if this was Mm -hmm. you know in animation it's sort of like it is of its time it's from the 30s but even as animatronic characters in a coaster ride the onus is off they don't even say dwarf anywhere in that ride isn't it called seven dwarfs mine train Oh, it is, isn't it? I just thought it was. The... <laughs> Sorry, they, my he's bad. Right. They it's, don't say it on the ride. They, they don't say it on the ride. It. It's, it's, it's ride. blazoned everywhere else. But yeah, uh, it's a at, <clears> at that point to me, it's a brand. I and I, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I understand that the, the 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 dwarf community has should have a voice in this, right? And 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 is the live action version of that like? Here's the uh, so yeah okay, but. Um, is it, is it reinforcing negative stereotypes? That's that's the thing Rod yes. is confused about. Right. How does it reinforce negative stereotypes when the dwarves are supposed to be extremely kind? They are helpful. They are good people. They're helping this innocent woman. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know how it's reinforcing negative stereotypes. Besides, because it's it's showcasing I think people in a positive they light just, they rather need to than add, caricatures. They need, they need to add a, a, an eighth dwarf wokey. And he'll 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 oh gosh, say all up. he'll say all this stuff in the movie, and so it'll be okay. I, you know, and I again, I have no opinion in, of it until I see the movie. To be honest, like, yeah, the optics aren't great. I I do. I'm glad Peter Dinklage spoke up about it. You know, the studio says that they consulted with members of the dwarfism community, which is all fine and good. But until we see contextually how they are handled as characters. Yeah. Well, there was a couple things going on. There's that behind the scenes photo of her walking around with what seemed to be eight, seven dwarfs. And the dwarfs were not dwarfs. They were just eclectic, hipstery peeps. Um, Mm -hmm. And it seems that 
probably rightly. I don't, again, this is the hard kind of question is that that's not what we want. <laughs> so it's that could be why right. these are getting delayed. But I think I it's also it's because it's okay. probably also because everyone's on goddamn strike and they have no material for a year uh, to put out. And so yeah. pushing this. That's, back it's not even just that the movie's just filled with controversy when you're even looking at Rachel Ziegler in general. Like, there's just a whole lot of things that are being said about her on Twitter, which are absolutely ridiculous. At the end of the day, she's just an actress fulfilling a role. Yeah. Like, that's literally what it is. So She really is. Like, and and she's, like, to be honest, I thought in, in, uh, wait, she was in um, 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 West West Side Story, Story. right? Yeah. For me, that that was, I assume she was white, to be honest. I didn't know her. her Well, she's half white. Right. She's half white. And so and it's just like the original movie, for Christ's sakes, with with uh, but uh, I think uh, people were more upset, not necessarily. They were initially upset about her background, but I think it was what came out of her. I guess what what she, well, she said about she kind of feminism. Yeah. About the like. Role. Yeah. Like she she made it seem like Snow White, the original Snow White was um, not a good representation of feminism. Which it's not. Um, which well, I here's 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 the thing, right? Here's the thing. I would say that when it comes to that specific topic, I I think that there there shouldn't just be necessarily one view of what women should be. Like feminism sure. can also include women that are homemakers that love to, you know, that or are kind soft, of animals, that are gentle, right? and, yeah, that are yeah. kind. Yeah, like we don't need yeah. this girl boss. Of no, every single I God, character. nobody wants. You know that what I mean? And no, that's and yeah. that's what I think she was bringing in during a lot of her interviews that was being yeah. misinterpreted yeah. by people yeah. because that's not the feel of what we've seen from the movie so far. So and, I think with her, it just she needs a better team yeah. surrounding her. And I want to be that clear about Ziegler. I want to be clear about Ziegler real quick. She's yeah. one of us. She is a huge theme park nerd. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. And, Theater and kid, it, theme park nerd. Yeah. Just, she's totally and, game for and this. A, and a and a and a and a transcendent performer. She was yeah. so good in Super West Side Story. I yeah. love. I just love her. And I hate people throwing stones at her right. before you even see the well, freaking product. Yeah. But like, um, I think she's the big young. thing. She's absolutely young. She doesn't. Yeah. Right. She's young. She needs a damn break too, because between Shazam. Between Shazam I, and uh, I don't think Hunger Games is going to exactly blow up the box office. So I, I think the big something. thing you're going to see is a difference in the story is how they set up her versus the evil queen. There's going to be yeah. that's yeah. where the, the if there's a feminist story in this in this, it's going to be about that. It's going to be like, um, you know, the mother and Rapunzel. It's going to be something about a female dynamic, either. Um, yeah. And mother, daughter probably... or consent the kiss in some way or they'll kiss yes, before right, they kiss sure. when she's asleep something right. that <laughs> right, yeah, something, helps which in is that fine. area yeah and, which um, is fine and the songs are from the from Pasek and paul the guys who did um mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh um the la musical movie with um that won the oscar oh um la la land la la land sorry la- yeah la la land they also did dear evan hansen on broadway they're, did they're, they do they, uh, did they, they do, do the, the music the greatest for, showman did they do the music oh for, yes um did the music for the last season of only murders in the building that's i think was that i think they did actually I yeah they, i think they did yeah they're, they're huge and they write they write Give me those bangers. pickwick triplets let's let's have that <laughs> in the parks thank you very much um yeah yeah uh i don't think they're going to be called dwarfs at all in this movie i don't no. think the word's ever going to come out nope i think what's well, interesting is, is dwarf the right thing because i want us to get it right is that the right were. thing to say 
That's what they are in the that that is what they no, are. No, no, but in is it book. is is that what it is now? Because in the movie it, or in life? In, in life. In life. In life. It, is it like a little person or dwarf? Like what? Which one? Little person. I, I don't know. Pers- I don't know. I'll look I would, it up. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard both sides of that. I've heard both it, too. It's, okay. It sort of lands in the: Do you embrace a term or do you move on to something else? What I would say is this is a very clear. There's a clear delineation between the concept of dwarfism and the mythical creature of a yes. dwarf right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, the medical mm-hmm. condition the, the the human condition absolutely that you put into is that is called dwarfism yeah um and whether or not the community it's based on the that. mystical term correct or i don't yeah. know it's we, kind we, of well, the movie vague. was written way before or not the movie but the book was written way yeah. before any scientific things were done right. in this field so and and so there's debate about what there is a medical term for it that's not that and i and i and yeah it's much more clinical but yeah, I, yeah I, I have I, I don't know where that lands, nor so I don't really have an opinion on it, but it, mm-hmm. it is evolving as language always evolves and the yeah. community in question should be the one that defines it. I Oh, did you know that it could either be a genetic or a medical condition? Mm-hmm. I did not know. It's like an or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So can you can have dwarfism without it being a medical condition. That's pretty interesting. Well, and it's not all okay. or nothing. I have a friend who's, whose mother is a, a little person. And he's got a bit of it in his blood, and so proportionally, there are things about him that are that are interesting oh, wow. that you don't really clock. But the, when he told me, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Looking at him, it's just his his the way he holds himself and the proportions of his arms mm-hmm. and his legs and to his head and everything. Interesting. It's just yeah, it's really fascinating. You he doesn't consider himself a little person, but he but he has that in his genetics. Yeah, um, there is the conversation to be had here too about what conversations would we have had about. Gimli and Lord of the Rings if it was made now in the sense of yeah. having a, a tall actor play a small character. But then again, yeah. the fact that the majority of the cast is playing characters who are smaller than right Hobbits. larger characters. So, yeah. you know, you, you kind of get into a realm where I don't particularly like – I find that the – at least by the concept art, there's a – and I know the dwarves sort of have kind of an infant quality to them in, in mm-hmm. Snow White, especially the Disney version. Um, but I think it would be different if these characters were human characters, even if they were actors of normal size that are shrunken down a la Lord of the Rings. There's just something weird about being like, this is a live action movie, but seven of these characters are an amalgam of human face and and caricature it's weird to mix this this way in my yeah opinion. um and we know that this has been done multiple times before there was snow white and the huntsman and other films that have yeah pulled this off and used basically they did lord of the rings they did british actors uh primarily um playing the roles uh and then shrunk down so i don't know this is a weird medium this is a, this is strange i don't know what i think yeah. about this at all yeah. Yeah. but we talked more about it than i wanted to so there you go long <laughs> podcast let's talk about um Variety released a scathing uh, overview of what's going on over at Marvel. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts on this? So, yeah, I've I've read about two thirds of this and it's a long ass article. So it I is. need to read mm-hmm. the rest. Of it. But but the TLDR is that it's basically exposing that there are creative problems in the structure of the show and the structure of the writers rooms, which we knew um, there is backlash from the animators and the special effects people because they are 
cr- crunched uh, and overworked, and they are now on the cusp of of unionizing along with Disney animators. Did you see that Disney mm-hmm. animation voted yeah. yes to unionize, which is awesome. Um, but it, it, and it and it talks about just culturally um, how within Marvel they've uh, uh, they've had this 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 run of hits that now there seems to be a chink in the armor. And I can't tell if the article is there just to like latching onto uh, any wound they see and ripping it open. Mm. Um, and, and it seems like part of it is that, but there's a lot of solid reporting and, and there's a lot of um, commentary from people in the industry saying this was bound to happen. It, it, it's not an about time. We're going to take them down. It's more like something needs to change. Like even, they talk even about how, Captain Marvel or excuse me, the Marvels is in huge amount of reshoots and that it didn't test well. And like, and I want that movie to succeed because the trailers look fun. And I love those three mm-hmm. characters. I love those three yeah. performers. Um, so, but, it, but they also had a problem in that, you know, they were trying to, to knit the movies and the TV shows together too tightly. The TV shows were their own silos. They were not connected by any sort of writer's room. It was like Kevin Feige and, and, and a, a small group of brand people knew where everything was, but it, it's why there's sort of disconnects between some of the shows now. Um, and th- there was no overall writer's Bible or, or, yeah. um, or writer's Continuity. room. Continuity is fairly accurate, but tonal. Tonally, right. It's all over the place. It's because yeah. they don't do a, a t- traditional writer's room with a, with a um, what do you call it? Um, um, the, the, the like a Bible, like a show Bible? A showrunner. There's, they, oh, shows yeah, showrunner. Have, yeah. Their shows didn't have showrunners in, in, in most cases. They were just, they wrote from script to script just to get fighting. from point A to point B that it had been left out for them. And that's, that's resulted in a lot of tonally, um, tonal misfires on mm-hmm. shows. And movies, and there are movies that shouldn't have been movies. Like I still think Eternals should have been a miniseries, yep. and not not a movie. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a fascinating article, and then on top of it, you have the Jonathan Majors issue that he's right on the uh, uh, headed into a high profile trial in New York for domestic violence charges, which he refutes and says that he's the victim, but we don't really know. And Disney, of course, does not want to be in the middle of that. Yeah. So there's discussion. And there's a lot of it. other people coming out and talking about yeah they're like bringing in things from like london that are that that was the reason that this trial was even pushed into where it is now which is crazy so and they had put themselves firmly in the kang is the next big baddie camp and now they're rethinking that do we retool everything so that you know dr doom is our big guy instead or you know and and so they're in so dumb they even think they even think about doing that is look i have a solution I think everyone's going to like the solution. Recast. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I think it's weird to just recast. But we have the the we have the ability to have variants, which is very helpful in this scenario. Yeah. Because yeah. we've already so- shown in Loki that variants don't have to be played by the same actor. Yep. Um, yeah. For some reason, at the end of, uh, at the, at the end of, um, oh, Ant Man they show all these Lokis in a Coliseum and they all look like Jonathan Majors. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense for the lore that you've created. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Which is really strange. Um, But here's what I think. There is a Kang. He is smart. He has waited longer than the rest of the Kangs. He destroys all the other Kangs and his older Kang is played by Denzel Washington. Mm, And immediately it's amazing. Me like ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Would see, would watch. Yeah, 
And it's, it's hello, it's, Denzel Washington. And it's more <laughs> interesting. Hello, Denzel Washington. Hello. Yeah. All of a sudden you have a, a, instead of it being like the same dude everywhere, you have one that, you know, is unique. Uh, that it, wh- that's why he's, that's why he can conquer, right? Because yeah, he is yeah. not at all like the other ones. Yeah. Um, and you get a high, a better, more high profile actor. You have yep. to shadow this with a bigger actor. You can't, and, and you don't you have do. to, and mm-hmm. you can't, um, it was so early on in the run, no one cared when Terrence Howard left. Terrence Howard was a B-level star anyways. That's why he was in the first Iron Man movie. Like they, they, right. it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's not, a, it doesn't really count. And Edward Norton's movie doesn't count even if they want to count it. It doesn't need to. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's not a terrible right. movie, but like it no, doesn't but, need to count. Yeah. Um. And so in that sense, this would be the the first really kind of big one and you can get away with it. So yeah go big is what i said and they have the money they have the money they have the money they have the money to get denzel and i think this is this is the problem with marvel and it really speaks to don't get too ahead of yourself like do not have these did you not learn from star wars (laughs) yeah Yeah, like don't have these decade plus long plans expecting that shit is not going to hit the fan Mm -hmm. like immediately like you should always have like the fact that they never had backup plans I think speaks to how hockey and kind of like holier than that, or just like we're better than it. Like we know that it's just not work out the way that it's supposed to type of thing where it's just like, you can't manifest your way to everything, babe. Like you just can't like shit is just going to happen. Well, the Russo brothers who did the Avengers movies um, and Kevin Feige are way higher on their own supplies. The Russo, one of the Russo brothers came out the other day and um, Martin Scorsese did something where he was talking to his dog and his dog's name was Oscar. Uh, which yeah. is funny. Oh, I saw that. And yeah. this guy's like, oh, my dog's name is Box Office. And I'm like, bitch, no one knows who you are. You're not Literally. like, you're nothing. Like, you're a cog in a huge machine. Like, you're yeah. not an auteur. You're, you're, yeah. you were a fucking Comparing TV. Comparing yourself to Martin Scorsese, you were like, a be fucking serious. TV director who got lucky. Uh, yeah. And then you went on to make shitty Netflix movies. So shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think the same goes for Feige. I, I love how this article was like, well, the genius of Kevin Feige is that he comes in in post and he like fixes the problems. And my yeah. thing is, you're not a genius if you fix it in post. Yeah, right. That's yeah, not exactly. why that's, are you not putting the right people in place so you don't have to fix it in post? Like yeah. that should and be the a hundred percent. You're you're not like there's there's it clearly shows that you don't know what you're doing if you have to keep coming in and saving quote unquote saving the day in post like that is like no wonder they're this, unionizing <laughs> no literally like this part of the article where it says writing the marvel obituary would be ill-advised um the kevin feige is the babe ruth of movie executives and marvel has the most profitable track record in movie history no question but that's that's in the past like yeah, they're yeah. not taking into account the recent things that have been coming out and all of the the millions of movies or sh- tv shows that we've seen come to like disney plus like is he really the babe ruth of movie executives like i don't really know it doesn't yeah. really seem that way right now because he's making a lot of decisions that are very just like oh we need to make sure that we are the most profitable but at like what cost because it's yeah. really just giving like quantity over quality right now well mm-hmm. and while i think most of the movies have been okay movies three out of fives in that sense um beyond like for me dr strange and um uh uh the uh, the last spider-man movie 
they've all kind of not worked for me uh, or they felt too bland. I think it, mm-hmm. it, I think Eternals is the most beautiful movie Marvel's ever made, but I Absolutely. don't think, but I don't think it works as a movie. No, no, no. Um, and, and uh, you know, some people are like, what about guardians three? And I'm like, I hated guardians three. It was totally completely different. It was yeah. a mess. Um, even yeah. if it does kind of hit the heartstrings in, in certain moments, I just think that everything yeah. feels very unfocused and, and either you let auteurs or people who are interested in doing things, do things, or, or, or you, you feige it up all over everything. The thing about the Marvels, which I think is interesting is like that director is pretty fresh and this is what they've been doing, right? They, they keep, they were accused of bringing in fresh directors and then railroading them. And they're like, no, 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 we, we're not doing that anymore. We're, we're letting Sam Raimi direct this movie and da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, in the end, they're still railroading these directors. She's off making another movie because she knows that she's got, she's got no say at this point. And they, yeah. the, the article tries to blame her. Like it's oh, weird. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like, no Spielberg went off to direct Schindler's list in the middle of Jurassic yeah like right shut it the the people are people are pointing a finger at that and it's like no you're doing that because she's a woman that's the only reason you're doing that yeah other tons of other directors do that yeah all the time yeah and and so uh it and you know what if you didn't have a movie that was like 98 percent special effects and you needed those to run for six months like you can't keep a director like sitting around waiting for stuff that's stupid of course not um and so yeah, I, this is a mess, and I think it is wise of Disney at this point to have brought a lot of these characters in as meet and greets in Marvel, mm-hmm. and they've really stuck with like, okay, here are the kind of – even if you don't really watch any of it, you know who Iron Man is and Captain America and yeah, right. Ant-Man might be the weird one, but like, okay. you know, And I, I don't think – I, and I think I think Black Panther could have been something, and I think uh, Bozeman's passing. I don't think it's got the same vibe. I don't think it's right. as accepted right. anymore by by the culture um, because it was fine, but um, yeah, it's weird. But I I'm ready for it. I'm I'm so so ready for Hollywood to be like, why don't we just make mid tier movies uh, that's got talking and actors, and we can make. Wow, we can make 20 movies for the price of one Marvel movie. That's crazy. What if we did that? And then we'll we'll maybe we'll recoup what we're trying to do instead of making these huge bets. Um yeah, that was the industry. That was called the 70s. <laughs> do that again. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, let's move on. Um I want to talk a little bit about theme park industry stuff. We have some big news coming up. Before I get to that, I want to talk a little bit about my trip. Sorry, I got to talk about her trip, so I got to talk about my trip. I went to Kansas City and went to the Themed Entertainment Association, uh, uh their big sort of powwow for the year. Um and uh those who don't know, that is basically the in- one of the two sort of industry conventions of the year. If, it's if called it State. Is- Sate is there is the is TEA storytelling like, architecture technology and entertainment. It's like their TED Talk, yeah, conference basically. Yeah, and so if you've heard of IAPA, IAPA is sort of the business of theme park business, and uh, Sate is very much sort of the creative, the theme park part 
uh, or the immersive experience part. So we talked escape rooms and we talked uh, the Kansas City Stadium. We had the president of the Chiefs come down and, and talk to us about the stadium. We talked a little bit about Union Station and what they've done there. And um, yeah, it was fascinating. And as someone who is in the uh, the teaching field, um, getting to talk to people who uh, kind of make it clear to me, yeah, we desperately need liberal arts students. Um, and we want liberal arts students from a bevy of uh, things inside of what you do. So my, I'm in communication, but our Fulton School of the Arts is theater and all sorts of other areas and design. And um, it is certainly a thing that we're exploring about how we can use immersive experience as a as a an internship opportunity and also maybe a minor, things like that. And uh, early, 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 early. I think we make this very clear early days uh, <laughs> of figuring that out. But it was, it, it was one of those experiences where I left feeling uh, a part of it. I felt I didn't feel separated. I felt very uh, brought in by people. Um, and I, I felt like I had some very interesting conversations um, that gave me an opportunity to sort of, uh, as much as I love this industry, I wouldn't say I understand this industry yet. Um, and I think that's the way I need to treat it. So in that way, getting to talk to people who are knee deep into it, you start to get an idea of sort of the backdrop. There was a, an excellent um, sort of uh, talk about how a lot of these things in many years have been, uh, even inside of the industry, have been sort of siloed. So, you know, there's theme park people and hotel people and uh, and all that stuff is sort of kind of all those bottles have been knocked over and everyone's playing in everyone's fields now, um, even in inside of the industry. And so it was really interesting to think about that uh, in the same way as I'm thinking about how majors work and how we can incorporate things. And um, mm, it was very cool. inspiring and I was very happy that I got to go and I only missed that Dave couldn't make it. Uh, Dave was my ticket the whole time though. Cause I, I just said, yeah, I know Dave Cobb. And then I got into conversations and people were like, oh, you know Dave, Dave's great. Because it's really hard. It's bizarre to go to something where you're like not – I mean luckily I early on found a couple other educators that were there. So I didn't feel like I was like some rando educator in the middle of a, an industry thing. Um, but it was it was nice to be able to also drop a name that had – uh, people had had very very good vibes. So Dave, you're you're well liked. Um, and that was uh, literally me walking around Warner Brothers. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, my friend, my friend helped design this part. Yeah, <laughs> my friend, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, 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 Behind yeah, yeah. this, yeah, there's actually one of the one of the presentations this year at State was a gal who saw me speak back in 2013. Mm -hmm. Yep, and based and, ba and based uh, uh, sort of used my. Uh, talk as a jumping off point mm -hmm. for a new discussion of like fandom and social capital. In the yeah. And, and telling it. people that fandoms exist uh, yep. and, and reminding them of that and bringing up uh, your work in, Batu pride and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was awesome to see it, to see yourself represented and a lot of talk about AI, a lot of talk yeah. about AI yeah. um, and a lot of fear <laughs> about AI. Sure. Sure. Um, and, uh, but also a lot of, uh, well-needed conversations um so yeah it was a it was a really good experience and it was it was great to actually feel i i had a reason to use my linkedin 
um, <laughs> and, and connect to people. But you know what? I already talked to people about a. There's a Maryland company here that does pyro and, and other things yeah. for different stuff and they're great. And I, you know, I'm, I, I haven't done it yet cause I've been so busy, but you know, I'm connecting our theater department to them and, oh, you cool. know, making those connections. So that's what that's it's awesome. all about. Yeah. So totally, totally worth it. And it'll only be better uh, when uh, Dave gets to go. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you saw, but one of the options that has been put around for next year about where to go is Dollywood. Um, oh, I've never I'm, been. I'm very, very pro. That was it's, it was in the survey. It was like, where, a, have you heard of these places? And I'm like, I've oh. heard of Dollywood. <laughs> Let's go there. Where was, where was the other place? Um, uh, I think Vegas might have been one, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of Sphere talk, by the way, people. Sphere's a yeah. huge deal, of course. And well, yeah, I have talk. strong opinions. Um, uh, I'm uh, excited to hear those at some point for sure. Yeah, at um, some point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, there's lots of. Uh, there's still a lot on the table, but uh, it's just, I'm I'm excited to go with you, Dave. I'm excited to get the full Cobb experience. It's funny. We were, uh, my, my boss floated the idea of going, but only if we could um, submit a talk, right? Mm. Like we don't, I'm the, the company with now doesn't necessarily need to network as much because we're yeah. not really a work for hire company. We, we build stuff for ourselves and we want to be, you know, thought leaders in the mixed reality, mm-hmm. augmented reality space. So, and we had a couple of ideas, but I missed the deadline by like mm. a week for submissions. So we're, we're definitely going to try for next year for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, they were doing some VR uh, demonstrations outside. So yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to bring the game and demo it, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. for sure. Totally yeah. worth the doing. Uh, it'd be yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the, I think this is probably the biggest news of this podcast. We haven't <laughs> talked a lot, but this is huge. This is a long one. This is a this is a long way. We've had a lot to talk, and I don't feel like we've uh, really stayed on one topic too much. It's just been a lot of news uh, and a lot of cool uh, reports. Um, Cedar Fair and Six Flags are merging. It's very crazy, <laughs> um, and I am hearing a lot of. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say promise from people uh, inside of the circles that I, I'm running, but a lot of hesitation to say the least. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's good. I yeah, good. I think it's it's very interesting to say the least. Everybody uh, talks about how you know, it, you know, uh, it can't be a monopoly because of the amount of money that it's only you know what eight billion or something when both companies combined. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about no. it's a small segment of of entertainment anyway, and mm-hmm. now you're diluting it. I I think that that you know you're going to have of course there's they have a couple of of regions where they have two competing parks. One of them's going to close. They're not going to keep yeah. both open. In some places, um, you are. Uh, by the way, gonna... so so people have an, an idea here. It's twenty-seven theme parks, fifteen water parks, yeah. nine hotels and resorts that are all merging. And, and a couple of those Six Flags doesn't own. They only they only run. Yeah. So what's going to happen with those? Are they going to cut them loose? I have a feeling they're going to look at the, the the revenue from all the parks and list it. And the bottom five, you know, they might get rid of. I I I, I think it's going to ruin. Um, they're, they're, if they maintain some autonomy of the parks 
I'll be happy. Like if if Knotts loses all the 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 the, the stuff that they've gained over the last couple of years, I can't fathom that. Like I, I, you know, don't call it Six Flags Knotts, please don't. Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> but, but but when you but when you look at like what Six Flags did with like say Fiesta Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Siebert was the 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 general manager of that place. I worked with him back in the Paramount Parks days, and they let him do his thing in that park, and right. they didn't six flagsify it too much Mm -hmm. and so i think if they do what cedar fair has done with knots which is realize yes it's part of a chain but it is a local favorite because of this and let it's local let the parks keep their identity somewhat and that's been the problem with six flags is they've homogenized all their parks they've added ip that i don't think moves the needle in terms of bringing people in i have a lot of friends who do great work at warner brothers putting dc comics on those parks good for them they do great work i don't think it actually is the reason people go and so no. now you, it's the now only you have... place to go to a roller coaster for a lot of people right. like, that's it, true it, honestly like yeah. you know yeah. when you grow up like when i grew up in indiana like it was it was there was two places right and it was uh uh king's island or uh yeah. oh gosh What's the big roller coaster one? Cedar. Um, Cedar. Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Yeah. So those were the two, and yeah, neither of those parks were really known for their characters ever. It was like I'm going to go ride the beast. Like <laughs> you, you went for what was there, not the IP. Yeah, and it's and again, not that they shouldn't have IP. I no. think it's it's fun if they want to include them, and then the, the the ones that are in their respective parks are beloved. But now it's like it's Looney Tunes and it's Peanuts and it's DC Comics, and there's a lot like they got to sort through all those deals. Mm-hmm. Um, is Warner Brothers and DC even going to be happy to be spread that thin across that many parks? Are they going to, you know? I saw somebody speculate. Maybe it was Robert Niles at Theme Park Insider. His commentary on this, by the way, is really Good. great. Yeah, it's a good article um, that makes some really good observations about all this. Um, one of them was like, I, I, I saw a fan theory that it was like, well, maybe Warner Brothers DC doesn't want to be part of all this. And if they pull out, that means Comcast Universal can license them to replace Marvel Land. And I'm like, that's not going to happen right now. But OK, nice it's, thought. It's it's a far-fetched one. But yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Um, I I don't know. I, I I also just think from a from a from a competition and innovation and capital spending standpoint, it spreads all of their capital very thin. And I think it's going it, to, you're not going to get as much competition. Now, the good thing is the coaster arms race might be over. Thank God. Cause that mm, did yeah. not benefit those parks throughout the nineties and early aughts. Um, I'm sorry, thrill lovers and coaster fans. <laughs> it, it, it ruined a lot of regional parks because it drove yeah. away a family audience. Um, and parks that invested in family attractions and shows and stuff for kids and parades benefited in the last yeah. 15, 20 years. That's exactly what Look I did when I was at Paramount Parks. Look at Knott's. When I was at Paramount, that's why we put in things like the Italian job and, and a SpongeBob parade, mm-hmm. because they were not big, huge record-setting coasters. They were for families. And the parks, um, their business did better because of it. They did better season pass sales. Knott's for the same reason. Their season pass sales are through the roof right now because they charge 100 bucks and there's something for the family to do. And it's not, not Disney price so i think that there could be good in this my concern is that it's gonna it's gonna ruin a lot of the 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 competitive nature and the local nature of some of these parks and i hope they don't lose sight of that i am i'm encouraged by it being at cedar fair's headquarters and not at six flags headquarters right right and actually you know fun fact 
the Cedar Fair headquarters that are in North Carolina, right near Carowinds. They didn't used to be based there. They moved in there. Those are the parent Mount Parks offices that I worked out of. <laughs> That's funny. For a month out of every year between yeah. 2003 and 2006, I, I would live in, in, in Charlotte for like a, a, week, <laughs> a couple of weeks of every month. And um, uh, uh, yeah, and they're keeping that office, which is great. Mm-hmm. And there's some very smart people in those offices. The marketing team behind Paramount Parks stayed on board to, to sort of um, upgrade uh, Cedar Fair for in a lot of ways from their marketing and merchandise and food um, uh, because it was run Dick Kunzel was very old when they sold those parks and he was like I was on the team of people that did the the park walks with the Paramount team when they were buying them and sort of walked through every park and talked about where everything was and future projects and you know blah 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 yeah. all that stuff and we knew the brands were going so I, I wasn't there to sort of argue for the Paramount brands those were all going out the window but it was like it was very funny because when we would talk about things his, his assistant would be like can you fax me that information this is 2006 by the way and we were like Really? And so Dick Kunzel was of an era <laughs> that just didn't use email and, you yeah. know, didn't, didn't have a cell phone and like, and, and that's and not a knock against him, but it's right. like a, the merger that they made with the Paramount Parks, I think actually notched things up a little. And you see that in, in Cedar Point, you see that in Knotts, those yeah. parks are really lovely and not that they weren't before, but I think there's a, there's a local savviness that they've capitalized on, especially places like Knotts. Um, so hopefully this is a good thing. Um, both of them were struggling in this post-COVID market. Yeah. Um, So I'm not surprised. The thing is, this has been talked about since the Dick Kunzel days. This is not new. They've talked about this for two decades. Yeah. And they've talked about it for a long time. I don't, I don't want to besmirch anyone's work or I don't want to besmirch anyone's jobs, but I would say, we would probably be okay with a couple less Six Flags parks. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think, if you're not going to run it right, don't run it. And a lot of these have gotten kind of long in the tooth um, and, and they don't fit the market. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at whatever. I don't know what their new name is going to be. I, some, I think the article said that it would be smart to use Six Flags. I actually think Six Flags is a – they might have brand awareness, but I think it's terrible brand awareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think – it's like calling it Fun Spot. Like I don't yeah. like I don't need – you to call it six flags and anything. I don't think they'll put six flags on, on properties anymore. I don't think there's any, I think it might fall more into the Cedar fair idea of, of putting it behind the scenes. Yes. Um, it's like see, the Cedar fair is not in front of the name on, on a lot of their parts. No, and just I think Cedar that's Point the right way to go. Is the only, and that's Cedar Point sound is the only one. really anything yep. like it. So it's the way to go. Um, yeah. Yep. Weirdly there's, you know, and we can talk about like Kings Island, Kings dominion. That's a whole different story. Um, why those are sort of, named similar and things but um at least they're named similar to it's kind of like having a magic kingdom and a disneyland and a disney world it's different it's theme park based name changes instead of being like put your corporate at the top right. which is strange right. um yeah, it is weird and yeah and you can't really differentiate any of them like they, they'll six flags is a merc in my head it's just like a big puddle <laughs> i don't like i don't is that it's where is that one um so yeah i don't know We'll see how this pans out. So we're talking, we're talking whatever this new merch company is, Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld would be the would be the big players, right? Is there anyone yeah. I'm forgetting in North America? I should say. Yeah, the, I mean, you have the, the you have the true regionals. You have Dollywood. You have Holiday World. You have the yeah, you know, of course, um, Silver Dollar City. You have the the, the parks that, and actually Dollywood, um, Hershend owns uh, a bunch of parks as well. So the, the, that's um, true. You know, yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I hope for the best, but 
conglomerates are not often a good thing. No, no, you know, generally not. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of things that aren't a good thing, it's beware our guest. Okay, we have a continuation of a story we talked about not too long ago, kind of. So if you remember uh, a while ago, we had a report of people stealing uh, or this person stealing stuff from strollers. Um, Walt Disney World News Today did some some searching uh, and they 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 figured out this was the guy that got caught. He was stealing car keys from strollers and then he would go into the parking lots and, and look through cars and stuff. Yeah. Um. It looks like other people that same very day had their materials. Uh, it looks like their strollers at Animal Kingdom uh, were sort of things were missing out of those uh, out of beside Dinosaur and Festival of the Lion King. Um, uh, it also looks like uh, I think it was Animal Kingdom and then maybe in Epcot as well. Uh, some more things at Epcot. So uh, it looks like this guy went on a tear. But I just want to talk about things that people – this is sort of a viewer, I guess, but also a what-the-heck guest scenario. Um, people yeah. are leaving banshees in their strollers, which I kind of get. Like it's a it's – a, you don't think – you your kid has like toys they bring in probably and then like no one's stealing that stuff. And then there's a banshee yeah. and you buy it and you're like, oh, here you go, and then you forget it. But wallets, bundles of cash – um how how do you i mean i, I guess you're why just are you tired. leaving that yeah yeah come I, on it's insane i think this stuff's crazy but so it's a mix here uh, clearly no one should be stealing anything but also i think there's a stroller issue there's always been a stroller issue in recent years with uh, that but um it's crazy a guy yeah one guy lost uh 400 bucks Jeez. 400 dollars in your stroller i don't <sighs> even bring cash into the parks i don't even know how that works yeah so crazy 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 so that's a first story uh the last one sucks even more a guest has jumped into the italy pavilion uh off the italy pavilion bridge uh on a bet so he just jumped in the water um you know you what's crazy that about water. that you don't want to be in that water no you don't want to you don't want to be in that water. Nasty. No, but what's even crazier was uh, Victoria made a TikTok about it. And she was talking about how the shoes that this man is wearing cost about, I think it was like 1500 to $2,000. <laughs> was it a sneaker pimp of some sort? Like some high-end. sort. Yeah. yeah. Like the shoes were like super expensive. So as you jump in that yeah. water and get flesh eating freaking bacteria, and then you lost your shoes for a bet. Crazy. But did they come off? No, I don't know. But no, but just, oh, like, yeah. oh, they're just, you just ruined them. Yeah, just, okay. They just ruined the shoe. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. First and first of all, why are you wearing two thousand dollars shoes to a theme park? To a, well, that's yeah, you're whatever. you're already stupid from the very beginning. Yeah. So good luck <laughs> with your bacteria. Hope well, you don't get some, typhoid. He's got some like militia shirt on or something too, like some gun shirt, some sort of like, rifle coffee company Ugh. bullshit. I don't know. Gross. Um. I hate this, and um, I'm tired of saying Epcot needs a uh, a alcohol limit, but it needs an alcohol limit. This is 100% <laughs> an alcohol thing. Absolutely. Um, I kind of would – let me let me preface this. I don't want anyone to die. But theoretically, if this alcoholic drunk man had, had jumped into uh, this water and drowned, uh, there would be actual conversations about maybe people are too drunk at Epcot, and maybe something needs yeah. to be done about it. Um, yeah. This is just a, another – guy that showboats and kind of gets away with it i don't know if Listen, he got 
Huh? I'm I'm gonna be harsh for a second. Be harsh, girl. That you don't want people to die, but like, I don't know. I think we need to start weeding off the population because y'all, yeah. some of y'all are stupid as hell. <laughs> well, but like, here's the thing: you are also this is, should not be you happening. just were in Tokyo, and you're very you're, you become very used to the nicest, most uh, polite, like, polite, and well like uh, yeah. kept uh, yeah. and well parented uh, guests you've ever seen in your life. Um, yeah. So I can imagine this is like coming home and it's just <laughs> like what? It's the not hell even is just this? that. Like it just deal. We we constantly hear shit, especially at a fucking Epcot. Like Epcot is the park yeah. where you consistently see this type of stuff, and it's yeah. it's getting to a point where it's like, well, no one goes. You and has a bachelorette ruining- party at at like Hollywood Studios. You never yeah. hear about that. No, yeah, Epcot yeah. has become Nashville. It is literally the <laughs> Nashville. Like like it's just so horrible like you don't want to be there you know it's ruining the experience like and i think i think i get it it's like okay you want to be stupid you want to have a little fun time you want to drink you want to joke around you want to have fun with the homies cool love that for you but i think we really need to like examine the people that go to these theme parks specifically just to drink like that's an i think y'all need help that's a problem seriously and i see it it on a lot of money it's a lot of money, and again, it's gonna sound harsh. And the people that are listening, y'all could do whatever. But to be going to the theme park specifically just to drink, I see this a lot on Twitter too, where it's like, "That's all you're gonna do? Just go to the theme parks and drink? Not even ride the rides? Not even eat the food? Just to drink? If you want to drink, go to the dingy bar down the street. You're saving like probably ten bucks." Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Hmm. It's just such a waste. Like I'm just. It, I think it's ridiculous. Well, I don't. Sorry. I don't mind. I don't mind the locals who are because it's their park they tend to be better well behaved generally oh um, that's fine like because the people they that are just meeting up with out. friends yeah yeah those but are those you're people right are cool these these bros that show up and and treat it like it's um i don't know uh a a music a frat party or, spring break yeah. like it's crazy it's not that no no um uh, <laughs> remember when epcot had like food that sing to you like it was just simple time. Um, maybe we should get back there someday. Anyway, we're gonna finish up. Uh, we need to. We need. I think we can all agree we need to vibe back out a little bit and kind of chill. So we're gonna chill here uh, with, of course, the uh, Studer Computer Haikuder. That's why I'm a router for me computer. Everybody needs a friend. What? Oh, a Studer. We are. Of course, feeling it right now. We're a little, uh, I feel like I'm praying to a studer. Oh, a studer. Bless <laughs> us this evening. Uh, studer, please bless us with a uh, a poem, uh, a haiku, as it were, uh, on maybe, let's say, the, the Marvel News. I think the Marvel News is a, a good place to go. So what do you got uh, Marvel News-wise? Let's see here. Okay. Marvel's tangled web. Superheroes face a test. Reshoots doubts ahead thank wow. you Astute. thank you i feel better i feel better i mean i feel i, I feel more zened out yeah oh double double that zen double that zen it always repeats <laughs> i have no idea why it's maybe it's the actual audio i need to like fix that i need to be a better producer i gotta fix my audio you're okay. a great producer oh you're nice you're nice and you're nice too people if you Go to bit.ly forward slash rat castle and see all we're up to. Um, there's of course, uh, still shirts available. All of our ride, ride with pride and, 
uh, our allies can be eye candy shirts. Still, that money goes to the Trevor Project uh, if you buy those. Um, and of course, give us a five star rating on Apple. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, come on, give us a five star rating on Apple. Let me see if there's any five star ratings before we're done in this lengthy, uh, massive episode that we have given you. Um, <laughs> we give you so much good content. You're gonna you're gonna come to me and not give me a five star rating. How dare you? How, How dare you? So absolutely rude. dare hey, you. Hey, rude. hey, audience. Hey, audience. Fuck you. That's what I like to say. <laughs> Fuck you for not giving me a five star review. I'm getting mad now. No, it's okay. We're gonna I, I thought we just then. I'm sorry. Ask I'm us sorry. some questions. Um, ask us I have questions. Ask we love that. Yeah, ask us questions. Did we read the one from uh, Joseph Clow uh, on September 11th? Uh, never forget. That's when he gave us five never stars. Forget. Never forget. He gave us five stars on September 11th. Uh, I will read it again if we haven't. Happy 50th Rats as a current WDWCM and a former annual past podcast listener RIP. It is so wonderful and refreshing to hear you guys take your takes on everything coming out of the parks. Dave, Nathan, Janine, Victoria, and Sarah are all fantastic. Highly recommend. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for that. Aww. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, we've had a couple uh, AP uh, annual past people show up here since that podcast is sort of sunset. So we are more than welcome to take you. Come come join us uh, and bless us with your questions and whatnot. So uh, if you haven't, you can subscribe, of course, and tell your friends. You can subscribe anywhere. That bit.ly forward slash ratcastle has all the information. And I would say, I don't know, uh, maybe let's, let's see here. Um, I, I'm going to try something just for you, Sara. I don't think I can do it, but let's see here. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, give me one second. Um, um, so at the end of this podcast, uh, <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>